understand the feeling, people. As I look into this audience, and I see all these dynamite-looking Southern California ladies, and I just start getting so hot, I just start stinging myself all over. And there's only one thing I can do to relieve my tension. Now I want to know, how many of you here do it the way I do it? How many of you here fuck like a beast? Well, if you fuck like a beast, you must be an animal! Welcome, Rivet Heads. I hope you're looking for puss, because we got the puss for you this week. You know, Griff. This is our family-friendly month. <laughs> Nothing more family-friendly than fucking like Wait a beast a <laughs> master. This is our family-friendly month? Yeah, this is our sci-fi and uh, fantasy month. We're doing PG movies. That's because we saw tits. Civil danning everywhere, tits yeah. played. PG. That's true. New Tanya Roberts, PG. I, Amazon called it PG-13, just for the it, record. It's not, that's not true. Because it didn't exist in right, 1980. PG. We can handle it. I can handle a woman's breasts. When I was a kid, all right. Yes, yes. you could physically and kid, mentally. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I just want to say, I just want to point out, Griff, oh. that song that we just opened with, thirty-five years ago, that was the most dangerous song on the planet, according to Tipper Gore and the PMRC. Yeah. A song that nobody knows that was going to destroy America. Cut to thirty-five years later. Number one song in America, Wet Ass Pussy. They were just, they, they we, were setting, rolling out the red carpet for uh, uh, Cardi B, I think, does Wet Ass Pussy. I don't so. remember. Megan yeah. the Stallion. I, I'm, maybe both of them. I don't maybe know. Maybe both of them. They both have wet pussies. They both have great pussies, from what I hear on the news. I just hear they're wet. I don't know if they're great. Oh, that's a good point. I don't. They can be sloppy. I don't okay. know. <laughs> I don't know. But enough about pussies. <sighs> Let's talk about animals. Beasts, if you will. I want to say this movie, if I would... Did you see this as a kid? This, this is a weird one, because I don't remember hearing about this movie at all mm-hmm. when it was in the theaters. Yeah. But I saw it five million and one times on a HBO. T- yeah, okay. And in fact, a guy... I Don't worry, guys. I listened to the... I got this on DVD, and I listened to the director's commentary, so I'm going to have little, little IMDb tidbits got, to throw in. tidbits to throw in everywhere. So I listened to the director's commentary, and even they said... Yeah, for a while, people were saying HBO was, hey, Beastmaster's on. <laughs> because it was on so goddamn much. And I haven't seen I so I saw it a million times as a kid. I haven't seen it in 35 years. So this was a, a nice refresher course for me. I know if I would have saw this as a kid, because I was incredibly influenced by like Ace Ventura, like that movie. Just because of, not so much because it was silly and I love Jim Carrey, but because of the camaraderie with animals. Like the penguins living in his freezer and shit, like having all the birds flying around. Loved it. So if I would have saw this movie as a kid, a guy makes friends with ferrets, which I'm sure my mom would have been like, great, we're not getting ferrets. I'll break their neck if you try to bring one home because she didn't like ferrets. Okay, uh, rats, but not ferrets. I had rats uh, when I moved out. Oh, okay. Those were on but my you lonesome. Wanted a ferret. I didn't. Once I got older, I was like, eh. I'm Guy not said the he took he got one of uh, the babies and he said they're real musky smelling, so it's kind of gross. You don't want yeah, to ferret. Yeah, yeah. And they're actually in, in California. He said they were illegal to have anyway. Really? But he had one anyway. Okay. Who cares? Fuck it. But yeah, and then he's got a fucking eagle. 
Yeah. And then a fucking black tiger. Well, Hello? no, it's it's a tiger dyed black to look like a black panther. You're kidding. Yeah. That's it. Okay. I swear on Joe Azotic that it was a real tiger. Well, it's so obvious because even the guy said, like, you can see stages. Like, it's like sometimes it's like on the mouth, the, the, the dye came off. You see the muzzle would be yeah, white the muzzle sometimes. muzzle would be white. And then you can see the, the stripe showing through in some scenes. <laughs> I didn't pay that close of attention to the tiger because there, there is one thing to say about this movie. Murray, fuck you. Two-hour movie after you complain about Hard Target. It didn't feel like two hours to me. It it was. But um, this movie does have a lot of good things going for it. And I say that begrudgingly after watching this again and falling asleep for the last 30 minutes of it. But the little village they set up for, uh, what is the village called? Akir or something? That was last Emer? week. What's it called? The Good Guy Village? Yeah. Emer. Oh, Emer, the... No, the 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 last village, but that know. beautiful like peon village that they set up. Emer was interesting because it was a village on fucking stilts, and it was rickety as fuck. Did you see how it was about to collapse when he was like scaling down it on that? Yeah, rope? I feel like ever, like there should have been a bunch of people in that village with like neck braces and shit because they're falling out, breaking limbs and everything. Well, they they go into it. There's a lot of world building that we don't know about, and he's like. When they designed that, they were like that. They the, the idea was they lived on like a flood. That's thing, what I so, that's what I was expecting. Yeah, something like so, that. After but, I, you yeah, know. after I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, okay, this clearly they thought this was going to be like, you know trying to build up right, that world, kind of yeah, flood. They, they, zone. They, they put a lot of effort into this. They they really did, and you can see it. Despite- and I want to I want to apologize to the makers. I always assumed this was a Conan ripoff because that was such a big movie at the time. No, this came out the same year. Yeah. So they couldn't have ripped it off. Lots of cool fucking shots. Great. John DeHart must have learned from this movie because some of the cinematography here with the lighting and everything is just gorgeous. Well, you're not going to believe it. Like, uh, first I want to point out, this was like their fourth movie. They, the, the commentary I listened to had the director and the producer, and they both co-wrote the movie. And they were, they were like a team. And this was their fourth movie. They, were, they did the Phantasm movies, which I'm not a big fan of, but... So I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. That's cool. And this was their fourth movie and their first big budget movie. They've never done anything over a million dollars. And they had like f- almost $5 million for this movie. And so they hired the cinematographer that Stanley Kubrick used on uh, Clockwork Orange and The Shining and Barry Lyndon. And I say Barry Lyndon because he won an Oscar for that for using natural light, not using like like you know yeah light stages scene. and all those yeah kind of like things. fire and shit. Yeah. And he did it on this, and it fucking looks great. It, it is, it's fucking beautiful. Especially the final fight looked amazing. Yeah, and of course, it, despite it being kind of long and meandering at points, they gave us some of the coolest shit. Bat people, eagle creature. Yeah, fucking. Badass! I, I, it even just randomly popped up in my Instagram feed. Some guy did like this beautiful like seventies art rendering of it. It's so cool! It was from like the seventies, but, whew, man, I love those bad eagle people. They were interesting. They were interesting, and this also seems to tie in. I, when I watch this movie as an expert of your and gore and all those you know uh, planets, this is in that trifecta right there, Murray. I think your was on Earth, too. I think your was on Earth. I think that was supposed to be the future, yet the past. The future past? Yeah, because they have, like, didn't they have, like, nuclear bombs or some shit? I don't they know. did have an abandoned factory. Well, every Italian movie has an abandoned, <laughs> it's like, it's got- always, like, a water processing plant or some shit. Right. But, yeah, I can buy it. I mean, I they, could see, uh... They treat women the same. They drag them by their hair. 
They fuck them whenever they, they want. That's where they like it, Griff. Uh, yeah, I can see them living on the other side of the earth, the sun. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where gore is. We all know gore. They always wear loincloths. Seems like the same of, terrain. A lot of cock smocks. A lot of cock smocks. A lot of really riding up high. Mm-hmm. 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 So we want to just get into the trailer and go straight to this movie? Well, yeah, we completely ran out of gas right there. <laughs> well, we got, uh, we're got we conserving our energy. We're not running out of gas. So let's throw to it, everybody. You crazy rivet heads out there, get ready for the trailer for Beastmaster. It was foretold by witches. It was conceived through sorcery. And it was to be destroyed by all that is evil. But the courage of one mortal saved it. And so, into an age of darkness, in a time of mysticism, sacrifice, and plunder, there came the only light. The Beastmaster. Born with the strength of a black tiger. The courage of an eagle. The power that made him more than any hero. More than any lover. He was lord and master over all beasts. He was the beast master. Behold the wonder, the horror, the fantasy, the challenge of the one warrior they call the Beastmaster. Mark Singer is Dar, Tanya Roberts is Carrie, Rip Torn is Mayak, John Amos is Seth. Together they take us on a fascinating journey back into unexplored times. Conquer your fears. Face the unknown. And discover the incredible link between man, animal, and all that is phantasmagorical. In the world of dungeons, dragons, and Dar. The Beastmaster. The epic adventure of a new kind of hero. Here we go. Opening up, we got some sexy ass witches, and they're I call them the Butterface witches. Yeah, they that... reminded me of uh, Pink Floyd's The Room. They had that goop on their face. Man, I'm not a Pink Floyd guy. Oh, okay. um, yeah, uh, one of them, by the way, Janet Jones, who's famous for being married to the great one Wayne Gretzky. I'm gonna throw that out. There. No shit. Yeah, she had a minor acting career at the time. Obviously, she's playing a butterface witch. But uh, <laughs> they'd even use her face because they covered it uh, with that fucking goop. So, yeah, bad. there's this guy, uh, Mayax. Mayax, not Get- Max. Mayax. Mayax or Mayox, as uh, some people pronounce. Played it. by veteran character actor Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Okay. Who uh, went to the director and he was like, his idea for the character. He's like, I'm thinking turkey vulture. Turkey vulture? Yes. And they're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> what do you, what do you, so that's why he has that beak nose. Oh, you know what? The one profile shot, I was like, why is right. his nose so big? Is All that right. just what? And okay. they said you can see a lot of the times in scenes it's coming off because it would get yes. hot out there. And yeah, shit. I thought I thought there was one time. 
So yeah, he's like this evil wizard, priest, high priest I like of, of the god R. Just AR, like gold, I think. Mm. You know, that's what they were going for, the god of gold, AR. Your guess is good as mine. Yeah. And they're like in a dungeon, they're plotting. They got they got like the 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 typical witch thing where they have like a uh, little bubbling cauldron yeah, and they're looking course. into the liquid and the liquid is reflecting things back at them. It's yeah. telling them shit. You well, know, they're spying on the king's wife in her bed. Thought they were dropping some dollars on the horses, but yeah. And they're like, there's this prophecy, Griff. Of course, that Zed, I guess so. Is this said the great 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 grandfather of Zed from Battle Beyond Stars? It's gotta be. We have two old warrior guys named Zed. It has to be. It has to be. We're connected. All of our movies connect in the weirdest way. And As we know, we know this guy's up to no good. Even though this is apparently the religion of this city, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I, yeah, I have no idea. These people just like moved in. They're like. We're here now. Get used to it. Like Mormons. They're yeah, like taking <laughs> over. <laughs> and yeah, so he's got his acolyte. I'm gonna call him acolytes. They're like these guys, like Harry Krishnas. He got head shaved heads and the cowled hood, like yeah. hoods and everything. And they're like the prophecy is that Zed's child, unborn child, unborn child, will destroy Mayax. Yeah, he will kill him. And so, of course, he's like, fuck, I'm not ready to die, so we're going to kill that baby first. We're going to sacrifice him to our... Yeah. I didn't even realize this, but Seth is Seth walks yeah, in with I realize. Max. The first thing I see are these glistening black packs, and I'm like, Steve James? What? And then it just pans up. I'm like, oh, no, it's it's it's, it's uh, John Amos. John Amos. Famous as the dad from Good Times. I liked him. I thought he, he was, was great. great. Yeah. He was great. One of his warrior outfit. He had you some know? crazy kind of beaded, like uh, giant. What's uh, that guy? Uh, Scott Steiner kind of thing going on. <laughs> oh yeah, the Scott Steiner head headdress thing. <laughs> yeah. It was like a it was like a Renaissance Calvary. You know, I I can't think of what that is called. And I also want to point out they filmed this. It was in California, but it was still in the winter. Everyone's like buck ass naked yes. in this movie, so everybody was fucking dying. Oh, everyone's wearing a loincloth basically. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and so, yeah, Seth, played by John Amos, bursts in with King Zed. Yeah, and, of course, Seth is like, you ain't going over and aborting that baby. We believe babies are born at the time of conception. Like, as soon as the sperm hits the vagina, game well, over. come on, this baby's like two days away from being born, so even okay. I would object to aborting this but fucking baby. But, as we've learned, Mayax is into <laughs> aborting babies after they're five years old, so <laughs> he's into aborting kids for fun. That's what our likes. Yes. So, uh, Seth is just like, you fucking try to abort that baby. I'm gonna murder you myself. Well, he's not saying that. Zed is saying that. Seth is just in the background. Zed was even here? Yes, he bursts in. Okay, I didn't even Seth see that. Seth is just making his pecs, like, jump. Yeah, like, he's doing that thing. You got the fucking, uh, the fire just glistening dude, off that peck jelly. The, the peck jelly budget was through the roof. On the, I think half the budget was peck jelly. How do you Everybody's think, glistening. How do you moment. think we bought the mics for this show yeah. right here? Thank These you. are $9,000 mics we work Thank with. Thank you, Mark Singer, and your glistening pecs. So, you know, Zed's like, I'm on to you, motherfucker. And no, you're not. And we're going to banish you. Yeah. And just as he says that, two of the acolytes go like, we're going to kill ourselves. Max was just showing – I already called him Max. Max was just showing, like, how 
resolute he is to sh- aborting that baby. And he's showing how loyal his followers are. Yeah. They're like the fucking Trumpers. They'll yeah. die for him. It, it was uh, it was a piss match right here. Like, Zed was, you know, showing they the, off They his... had the fucking ruler out there measuring their dicks. Exactly. They're doing the... <laughs> they got the, the witches were measuring their dicks, you know. <laughs> exactly. Like... They got the dicks out and everything. But then two of the accolades... Cool weapons themselves. They had like these weird chain link. Uh, like they're like they're on chains, and then they were like a weird Shokazugi weapon where it was just it was like Shokuzugi it was like weapon. a birdie that you would play. Um, <laughs> what's it called <laughs> yeah. with? Uh, racket or not, yeah. tether? No, I call it shuttlecock. Shuttlecock. Well, it's, yeah, it's badminton. Badminton, and they chucked that up, and there's just a wood beam going across the ceiling. They wrapped the chain around their neck. And they threw it so hard into the wood beam. Yeah, they just hang themselves right there in front of them, dead in a minute, no sound because of the throat. Yep. Right, yeah. That's amazing. It was really cool. And Zed's like, that doesn't scare me. Guards, take him away. So they haul him off to exile, kick him out of the, I think, Akur, I think was the name yep. of the city. And like, they leave the witches. They're like, they can stay. They got those. Look at, look at that body. She's yeah, staying. Yeah. Oh. Put a bag <laughs> on her head. I'm fine. <laughs> and so. As Max is leaving, he notices one of his witch bitches has a is it was it a cow or was it a yak? What the fuck was that? An ox? It was a cow. Cow. Okay. It was a cow. And he's like he like winks at her like you know the plan's going to fruition. He's still not he's he's not ready to leave yet. I just like that Zed and his wife sleep in a little peasant. I know. Tent what was up with well. that? It was like a tent. He's the king. He's he the lives king. in a tent. What is this? Like some kind of socialist dreamland or something? Like <laughs> he, the king is living in a peasant, <laughs> sh- and he's just like a measly little farmer too. He keeps his cow in his house with him. So yeah, he's just sitting there with his wife, and they're loving. You know, they're just holding each other, sleeping. But yeah, witch sneaks in, winks at the cow. The cow gives a wink back. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. And uh, she the gets witch a glow stick breaks it and pours it on the neck. Yeah, she pours that fucking silence juice. I didn't even realize that's what the glow stick material was. Like you could pour that on something and it'll just like silence oh, it. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, and it paralyzes people as well. That's fucking amazing. I didn't you know, know that. that. Yeah, yeah, the mute juice. It's not. It's not. Uh, um, ecstasy. That's it's the at raves that makes people do that. It's the fucking oh. glow stick juice. So as uh, now the wife, who does not get a name, let's call her Jenny. Jenny, <laughs> she she uh, slowly is coming too. As uh, like we see her pregnant belly just kind of like right, moving around, really gross. and then we look over at the cow's udders, and the udders are like starting to kick and move, and you're like, what the fuck is happening here? We see a hand pushing out of the mom's belly, and then it starts shrinking away, and the belly starts to shrink, and then we see the belly of the cow expand. And we're like, oh, shit, they just transferred a fucking baby into this cow's guts. And, you know, they try to come awake and everything, and they're just, they're, but the fucking mute juice, it's paralyzed them. So they're right. just watching as they walk away with their baby. Right. Uh, that is now in a cow water. And they also just stole their livelihood. I guess they're king, you know. I thought it was, no, I think it was her. I think the witch brought the cow. You think the witch? I mean, she was sitting outside cow. with a cow. So oh, I, I didn't know. notice yeah. that. Okay. And so she takes him off out into the woods where all the great baby sacrifices happen are in the woods. I thought her witch friends would, like, meet up with her. But, no, she's no, rolling solo. No. Like, Maybe she, they're they're rescuing Max. I don't know. Because, maybe. That's a good point. Maybe. And so, yeah, she starts up this blue fire. 
Yep, she's got she's got like a she's got her fire, and then she's got these trails of fires going around it to form like some crazy cool shit. And then she pulls out this branding iron and brands the baby's hand with that. I didn't uh, I didn't notice this until my second watch through. I thought he was born with a scar. I thought that no. was the, that, I thought that was always the story of like these fucking you know these kids who are supposed to be gods or whatever. Well, not in this one. She gives it to him, and as the baby's like fuck. Yeah, this guy hears it. This guy walking by, your baby saying "fuck." Like, what was that? A baby saying "fuck"? <laughs> so this happens. Patrick Stewart was coming walking by, and he's just like, "What's going on here?" And he sees this this witch is about to kill a fucking baby. So uh, you know what we got? He he went to Sci Fi Con. He met Patrick Stewart, <laughs> and he whips out his fucking capo, which is this crazy bladed weapon. It looks Klingon. It does very clean. It looks kind of like. Two flat axe heads with like a hinge in between okay. them, and you can and, flick it open. And yeah, and then there's the third retractable blade, <laughs> and it's like it's acts like a boomerang. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be a third very weapon. interesting. Hardly ever gets used in this movie. I'm waiting for it to be used constantly. See, this is why I say this movie is based in the Yorverse because this looks like a Yor from the future weapon, like just the way it's retracting, expanding. It's it's too much. For these peasants. It's too much for the witch because he throws it, hits it right in the back. And she doesn't sell it at all. No, no. She just sits there and he creeps up on her, touches the witch, and then the cloak just goes down to the ground. Yep, just slings And he turns around and the witch is there. And she throws him with her, I think, her witch powers. The witches kind of just like to throw themselves on swords. Did you notice that? They didn't. There's five different deaths in this movie. There's one where Dar. Uses a shield to catch arrows, turns it around, and stabs a guy with it. And then he pulls it up and sticks it sticks in again. Sticks it in again, yeah. They yeah. just love doing that. But the witch just basically, you're like, okay, he's out of his depth. This witch just threw it. And she's like, no, she just jumps on his sword. Yeah. And then she just, you know, as a witch does, she just turns into, like, you know, dust or some shit, smoke. And uh, this ends up being our, our hero, who's named Dar. We have some Dar. nice, a lot of three, four letter Not names. Not to be confused with Tarl no. from Gore or Yor from Yor. Or Tal from this movie. <laughs> or Tal. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of three or four letter names. So this is Dar's father who's going to take him. He brings him back to his village. You think the news of the king's child being kidnapped would go out there? Because he's only like, it can't be more than a few miles away from the fucking city. Well, How far do you think the witch took Tar- Dar? I'm assuming this has all happened in the same night, so word hasn't gotten out there yet. But I'm saying he just raises the kid as his own. Why wouldn't he be like, oh, did you hear the king's son's been? Maybe this is the king's son. I hear you. I hear you. I guess not. No, everyone forgot about it. They're like, oh, man, that's fucked. Well, too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. It's just like a COVID response. Wait, COVID's still a thing? No, it isn't. It's a hoax. So. Cut to they, you. Oh, that's got to be what it is. All the fucking ACAR people. They were just like, bullshit. This is a hoax. They hate the king. They don't want to live under he socialism kind of anymore. A, he is kind of a douche. In this he movie. is a douche. We do. Okay. So, yeah. So he takes it back to his uh, his village, Emer, I think it was called. Emar. Yep. E-M-I-R. Four-letter name. I love it because he's got this baby wrapped up. All the villagers come to meet him at the gates, and he holds up the baby like it, like it's the Lion King. And everyone's just like, fuck yeah, baby! This guy just found a baby! <laughs> Why was the town so excited that they found it a baby? It was like Santa Claus come to town. They find the baby, and they say, we're just going to raise it. I, I, I'm just shocked they by like it. like babies. Because it was like, what, what the fuck is this about? They cherish life, unlike they- Zed or Mayax or whoever the fuck's Mayax, Mayax. yeah. 
So they're like, hey, find a baby. It's good luck, dude. It's like a penny. You find it. That could like, be it. Good luck. So Dar, Dar's dad, of course, wants to train him up to be a fucking... Yeah, we cut to about 10 years later. Yep. He's a little boy. I, I, I want to point this out. The little boy later went on to play the pervy little brother from the classic movie, Just One of the That's Guys. That's him? Oh, wow. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so he they're, like, teaching, teaching him how to sword fight, and this guy's farming, and then... And then dad's like, watch this. Oh, yeah. He he reveals the kappa to him. And again, the kappa is fascinating because they're used to fighting with sticks and swords, simple things. But then he whips out the kappa with this crazy retractable blade and everything. And he's like flipping it like a butterfly knife and doing all these cool tricks. It was the medieval butterfly knife. Yeah. And then he's like, let's play a little trick on Farmer Joe over there. They whip the fucking thing at Joe, who... Gets scared and Barely like sc- almost scalps him. Yeah, he does. He just fucking takes a couple rips of his do rag off. Yeah, like, that's my best do rag, you fucker. And just he's about to do something. We are. I thought it was the midnight thud was fucking in his bush. <laughs> <laughs> but no, <laughs> it's something worse. This, oh my god! It, it, it is smoking crack and chewing on oranges. Yeah, it's the. Mid- <laughs> But it's a <laughs> it's the midnight claw because yeah, it claws you to yeah. death. Murray. A bear comes out and with like apparently jelly on his snout. He's like, hey, yes. boo boo, where's the big nigga biscuits? <laughs> and then uh, you know, dad shitting himself. And yeah, then Dar's he, he trips over a rock because he starts yeah. retreating backwards. Classic move. Oh my ankle. Yep. Classic horror movie trope. Yep. And Dar's like he starts feeling. He starts going into a trance and he starts mind melding with the fucking. Bear. I like the prog rock we get into as we see his mind just kind of slipping away. And yeah, it's just slowly going between cuts of the bear's eyes, his eyes, bear's eyes, his eyes. And the one bear, bear eye, one is eye, one yeah. eye. And then the bear just stumbles away. He's like, oh, no picnic baskets here. Yep. And Papa Dar just gets up and he's just like, oh my sweet motherfucking God. People have talked about. Kids like you for the longest time. It's amazing. Don't tell anybody. Do not tell. Why are we keeping Keep this a secret? This a secret. Why? Why couldn't we had one minute in this two-hour film to say, "Hey, this is why you can't tell anybody." I'm assuming because maybe Mayox kills people like who have these powers. I don't know. But the, you learn that Zed doesn't like freaks later on. I mean, he opens up uh, Dar's hand. People wouldn't understand, Griff. They're they're primitive. Exactly. They built their town on stilts for no fucking reason. So he reveals his palm, and we see, like, that scar, and it's gnarly still to this day. And he's like, the gods gave you powers. You know, you got to wield them responsibly. Turns into Aunt May, of course. (laughs) So we cut to ten years later. Now we see Dar as a man... Young Mark Singer, we remember him best as Donovan from the V show. I think he's never done anything since. And he's got like a loincloth and like a weird poncho on. I don't know what was going on with his clothing. And to let you know that that's Dar, he goes, Father. He just looks back and goes, Father. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he goes out into the fields because they're an agrarian society. He's, he's got, got his dog. He's got a very cool dog. Look like a, a white German shepherd. Very cool dog. And they're just hoeing away. Yep. And as they're hoeing, the something's blowing. Yeah, Dar kind of like gets that thousand yard stare again. And he's looking around the horizon, and I'm waiting for like I, I don't know. 
uh, uh, Hoff's evil clone to come through with a semi truck or something. But no, it's just Raiders bandits. The cl- the cl- a very bad animated cloud of sm- of dust first, and even the directors pointed out that we had nothing to do with this. We had, we this is garbage. We hate. Oh, this. okay. And it looked bad, and we're like, uh oh, something's happening. Oh, you know what's happening? If the Juns are coming. Okay, it looked like the farmers were just outside the city walls. Right, they were. But apparently they were like 15 miles away because it takes them a long time to get back to the village. So as we watch the Juns ride in, we see Papadar. He's this old man now, you know. He's, I mean, he's like he's 50 or so, which in that time is like today's 90 or so, I'd oh, say. Oh, yeah, and he was 50 when he found Dar, too. It was weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good point. He aged very poorly. Maybe. So he gets out his sword, and he draws a line in the sand, and he's like, you motherfuckers, try to cross this line. He's trying. He's puffing out his chest, but it's saggy old man tits. He just, he just and can't the, muster it. Badass-looking Lord, medieval Lord Humongous comes. He's got the fucking Lord Humongous mask with these bat wings on the sides. It's beautiful. He, he looked like a guy. I think he was on the Dungeon Dragons cartoon. Yeah, he looked cool as fuck. Yeah. And he had this kind of like mace with him, with like fucking totems and skulls and shit on it. All kinds Papa of Papa cool Shango shit. looking shit. Yeah, so it was more like a flail, where it's just it, it, like a mace, but it has like you know it the coil to it. it. Yeah, fucking great shit happening here. And he's just like, really saggy tit, motherfucker. You don't even have fucking back jelly on those tits. I, just, I, they just immediately run over dad. I love it. I dad love puts it. no fight up. I yeah. Well, how could he? <laughs> he's trying to like he. I think what he was trying to do is get everybody else in the village, like, get their courage up. Be like, I'm a Well, every villager in this movie is a fucking coward. Yes. Which we'll get to in the end. The, which reminds me of last week's Battle Beyond the Stars. <laughs> and you know what? I went and watched The Seven Samurais. Wait, is that what it's called? Seven Samurai. Yeah, yeah I watched that. Great fucking movie. Great movie. But okay. villagers, farmers, afraid of the raiders. That was well, they didn't have any the point we had here. Apparently. Yeah. So he was trying to give them courage, trying to be a leader. But yeah. <laughs> Immediately gets trampled by the horses, <laughs> and so they just set Humongous and his uh, his uh, little bandits. They just go right to burning everything we down. Get our first titty flash. This guy just rips off the top of a woman. That's right, yeah. David Carradine's wife, according to the director. Oh, interesting. And I'm glad you could show up for that scene. You need your tit flash. I'm available. And yeah, I can handle it. Eight years old, and like those are tits. I can deal with it. <laughs> And so, yeah, they're just raping and pillaging and burning shit. Dar finally shows up. I think he, he gets his dad's sword. He's just, like trampled. His dad's just trampled in the mud. They're like, why well, get the sword right away? I don't even think he gets the sword until after this. Um, you might be right. Yeah. But I, he does. He he gets a shield and he blocks an arrow. Yeah. And he uses it. He's so inventive. He uses the shield, flips the shield around, stabs the guy with his own arrow. For good measure, he pulls it out and stabs him again with the Just arrow. Just because? He's, 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 he's got the taste of blood. I believe he does grab the sword right here, and he sees Lord Humongous, and he's like, that motherfucker. I'm going to take him down, and everybody else is going to go down with him. Right. Because I, I think he did uh, get in town just in time to see him finish Meanwhile, off. Meanwhile, his dog, yeah. much like my dog, would probably be just aimlessly wandering. Just not wandering, doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> as he's running after Humongous, he's lost focus of everything. He's in a blind rage right now. It's, All yeah, he sees is Humongous. Yeah. So, he goes chasing down Humongous, but he gets fucking sideswiped by a guy who just was using... They love giant sticks in this movie. Like, yeah. 
two, three inches in diameter, like five feet long. They love them in this movie. Oh. And so a guy just clubs them, and he goes fucking down. And uh, Toto, I think his dog's name was. <laughs> sure. I, I heard him say it once. I think he said Toto, four-letter name. Toto grabs him, starts to haul him away. Mealy gets shot with an arrow. Oh, man. And then, but still, cares so much about Dar. Because they probably have a link. They probably talk all the time. Yeah, probably. probably know each other's exactly. inner secrets. Well, as Dar tells us later on, I see through their eyes and they see through mine. So right. there, there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, chemistry there between right. the two. And so and it was funny because you can clearly see, like, somebody pushing oh, no, his body. No, you saw that they had, like, they, they made it look like the ground, which was, like, covered in straw and everything. And there was this wood plank Maybe, uh, and yeah, they were just dragging the plank over it so it can move easier. It was so funny. And but, he drags him off off to like a forest. Well, he's drags him a little bit, and then he rests for a moment because he just got shot with an arrow. Right. But Mayax arrives, and Mayax is like, I can smell that motherfucker. The son of Zed, I smell him in the air. And he thinks he spots him, but that's, you know, our, our dog. Yeah, Koda now, this is where we learn that Max, has, he hasn't been hiding. He's found, like, a new group of people to follow him, the Juns. Yeah. These evil kind of village pillagers. But he's got this other class with him, too, because he's got those evil monks with him. Right. So they're all bald, and they got those cool robes on. Not the orange one. These are red because it's more metal that way. Right. Cooler. Like blood. Yeah. So the village is just destroyed, and uh, Dar, he's taken off to the forest, with, and then the dog, for his last breath, just stops, kills over, dies. Yeah. Dar, Dar comes to, he's, he's upset. It's his buddy. Barely upset. He looks uh, well, over at him. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, All right. I, come on. I didn't see it. I didn't see emotion for this dog. <sighs> and he's just like, well, this is his whole motivation. What are you talking about? You even wrote it in the notes. No, I didn't. Inspiration for John Wick. I said inspiration for John Wick because they said, hey, I would do more than that if this guy's – like, he doesn't even bring up the dog at all. He doesn't – he should have killed Mayox. I'm like, this was If he didn't my care about dog. the dog, he would have just left it where it was. He didn't. He took it back to the village. Cared a quarter. A quarter. What was he supposed to do, Griff? When he killed Somehow Humongous, he should have said that one's for Toto, motherfucker. He probably did. He just mumbles so much, we can't tell. All right. I'll accept it so we can move on. So he arranges the bodies in the symbol of Emer, which is almost like a peace symbol. It's just a circle with a line bisecting it on the yep. middle. Yep. And he sets them on fire with the dog. Dog gets a Viking funeral, just like Dad does. Yep. And he's like, and then we have a voiceover from his dad. It's like from Clash of Titans. Find and fulfill your destiny. <laughs> and he gets the sword his dad had. Yep. My sword and my copper will protect you. Your enemy is the Juns, just in case you didn't pick up their name when they were raiding the village, you know. Not to be confused with the Huns. Yes. These are the Juns. Look for your destiny in the valley of Arak. A lot of Araks. Araks. And as he says that, an eagle's just chilling, hanging out. It's like, hmm, it's pretty fucked up. What happened here? <laughs> Are they just having coffee? Like, oh, man, that was fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that was the eagle just came down to take a break and maybe get a snack from these people. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, we can talk. Yeah, we can talk. Because the eagle gets no name. Yeah. It's an eagle, I guess. Well, we, we gave him a name. Oh, yeah. Boz. The, the Boz. Yeah. The Boz. The Boz. And because he's got a screaming eagle. He is a screaming eagle. He, he is have one. Eagle. He is one. Yeah. Let's just hear some of that chatter they do here. 
an eagle that says, sup. <laughs> and he's like, well, my, my village died. That's too bad for you. I know a mountain range you could go train and be by yourself, and then, you know, I'll f- hunt down some, like, field mice or something. So. so this is where we get our first eagle vision, where we, we see what Dar is seeing. And it's just, it's just an eagle floating around, flying around. Yeah. But we got It's dog. like a, we can see, like, it's like a, in the center of the screen, there's like a floating eye. And that's supposed to be like, I guess, our, draw our eye right there. That's like the eagle vision. Yeah. And the eagle's just flying around. And then we get some beautiful scenery. Southern California. I didn't yep. know Southern California had scenery like this. Beautiful. It's like rock formations and shit. And Dart, he's like swinging, a, like you said, a stick. He forgot he had a sword, apparently. Yes, he did. Maybe it was weight training. I guess. You know? He's not holding it like a sword, so I don't know. But but still, I think it's supposed to be some kind of weight training. But he's just swinging a stick for like two minutes. <laughs> You're just like, guys, there's enough fat here to trim to feed like five dogs. So can we cut this? But no, we got it. He's perfect tan. Every movie, we got to have our training sequence. I, I feel, oh, man. Yeah, that's true. This is our quote-unquote training uh, montage. So he's like, well, man, he got nice and sweaty, so he's like, Got to wash my clothes. Put on. He puts on his laundry day smock, cock smock. He's got his best Sunday go out to meeting cock smock. Just laying there, and that's that's uh, you're a ferret. That's like gold to you. Oh yeah, leather cock smock. Leather cock smock. The smell alone just draws him right to it. So these two little ferrets just grab his cock smock and take off. He's like, hey, we get a little little comedy here. We need to lighten the mood. We just saw Village get destroyed. Yeah, we've had a lot of intense music. Now we finally get some soft. Because this is like a John Williams score. There's just music all throughout it. Just right. Now we get some whimsical fun shit. So he chases him, and he falls off a cliff and lands right in the old quicksand. Of course there's quicksand. Were you terrified of quicksand as a kid? Because I definitely was. No, I wanted to, like, make it. You know, like, when I – I always tried to with my action figures, like – how do you make fucking? First of all, it doesn't exist. I watched the MythBusters episode. On quicksand. <laughs> it doesn't okay. exist. But no, but yeah, he falls into the quicksand. Yep. And this is like super quicksand, by the way. Yes. Like he he falls in it and immediately is already at like shoulder deep, and it's like you wouldn't think we'd have quicksand in a desert. You think like in a jungle, like somewhere where there's moisture. Exactly, somewhere where there's a lot of moisture. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And there is one broken tree that's like leaning over. And you would not think this has enough weight to hold a man, yet alone these ferrets who are just, like, up there watching him die because they're fucking horrible little they critters. They want his fucking cock smug. They don't and care. If he's dead, they're like, well, we can steal more <laughs> of his shit. keepers. Yeah. You know? But, of course, our man's a beast master, so we right. mind links with one, and game recognizes game. This is Shane and Kane Kazugi in ferret form. Right. So he mind links with Kane because he realizes Kane's a badass. And he says, Kane, we're going to go on awesome adventures together. Just get me out of here. So Kane's like, you know what? You're right, bro. It's like something straight out of a cartoon. He's like chews through a fucking two-inch thick. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In like five seconds. And how? How does this broken limb help him get out? I don't know. But it does. (laughs) And he grabs. Well, it does for him, but not for Kane. Because Kane goes, bloop, falls right in the quicksand. Motherfucker. Tragic Griff. 13 ferrets died in the filming of this scene. No. No, I'm kidding. No, no. Nobody, nobody died. And he pulls himself out, and then he's like, oh, fuck, I got it. Even though they stole my cock smack, I, these guys saved my life. He rests for like eight minutes. Just one, again, more trim that could, more fat that could have been trimmed here. He rests for like five minutes watching this poor ferret, Shane, bad at, or Kane. He just watches it like struggling, and he's like, 
It'd uh, be a fine day to die, I guess. But he finally reaches in. He's like, I'll save the little fucker. Pulls him out. Pulls him out, and he goes, you, my friend, you are brave. I will call you Kane. And you, you little pussy up there hiding, (laughs) I will call you Shane. (laughs) And then he hugs him, and it's beautiful. So he heads back up to the mountains. You know, he wants to be able to see everything again, and... He's linking up with his eagle, just going out on a flight, you know, just surveying. Eagle's the doing scene. recon. Yep, eagle's doing a recon. And then he starts seeing from another vision of another animal. He sees those acolyte guys chasing something. Shit, I didn't even realize he was seeing through another. I thought he just saw them through the eagle. No, he's seeing what the tiger's seeing because it's, it's it's these people are like poking sticks and shit at this so thing. So you're telling me his powers. I thought it had to be like eye contact type of thing. No. I think you're telling me he can just sense animals. Yeah, well, like is what? It's like did, Aquaman. How does Bran Stark's uh, vision work? I don't remember. I, yeah, neither do I. Because he had the crow vision, and he just would be a crow sometimes. I, I think this movie was a heavy influence on the Game of Thrones. I, I have to imagine it was. So he's seeing it because he's just now mastering. He's 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 finally using it because his dad was like, "Never use it. Yeah, keep it a secret." So now he's. he's He's, like, you know, learning. Which, this is not hard to keep a secret at all. Like, he's by himself. He doesn't have to audibly say things to them, but he does. He chooses to. Yeah. Well, for us. For the, for, for for the, the manager of the audience. Yes. Let yeah. us know. You know, it's like people, you know, you don't want to talk a foreign language around somebody who doesn't know that language. It's insulting to the person. It, it is. So, he's seeing, and he's like, oh, shit. It's another animal. we got to save it. So, they find out it is a tiger. Well, it's a black panther. It's a, the tiger died to be a black panther. <laughs> We're supposed to think it's a Black Panther. Yeah. And we see these assholes, like, poking it with sticks and shit. And one guy looks like Joe Exotic. He's like, you're going to make me money. <laughs> and they for, they had, like, a post. They had everything set up. Apparently, they've been looking for this fucking Black Panther for yeah, a while. So they had a post with a chain. Yes. Maybe they were just – maybe this was, like, a busy road and people would come by, toss money, get a picture, you know, a quick picture with them. Like, Instagram models I don't know, but, but – uh, they finally trap the tiger, and Dar's about to get into motion, and then right behind him, one of those acolytes shows up. This legitimately surprised me. I liked that. I was very happy with that. Yeah, he gets attacked from behind, and he's, like, up on the cliffside, so they, like, these two guys just kind of c- come rolling down a cliffside here. I mean, it's not... Cliffside's probably not the right... But they're rolling around. It's a rocky terrain. It wouldn't Well, they be were fun. saying, like, because everyone basically is wearing loincloths, like, nobody wear padding, so it was fucking... Fucked yeah, up. It would be brutal, yeah. 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 I'm surprised they didn't have more, like, cuts and scrapes all over him. So he's he's having no problem taking this guy. He's been training by himself, never really <laughs> fought a human, but he's he's got all it. You no big do deal. is do your katas, man. All you got to do is do your katas. Swing the sword. He can swing the sword like a motherfucker. He's pretty good at that. Yeah. So he kills the guy that uh, jumped him from behind. A guy jumped him from behind, decided not to use a single weapon on him, just wanted to tackle him for fun. Um, Maybe he wanted to make him a slave. The slavery is a big thing in this. This is a good point. I think you're right about that. Or a that. sacrifice. We know that R likes the sacrifices. This is Prefers awesome. children, but he'll take a man. This is very true. So uh, he takes that guy out. Kane, the bravest of ferret of all time, yeah. sees a crossbow there, grabs the bolt off of it. Dude, he's fucking just crushing it. And for good measure, bites the fingertips of the guy. Because, uh, by the way, there's four, counting the guy that uh, Dar has just killed, and the three other guys are, like, spread out. And they've got arrows, they've got crossbows, you know, bow and arrows. So it's like, how is he going to do this? So, yeah, Kane is like, I got this, dog. 
I is is this supposed to be like reincarnation? He came back, or this was the life before Kane Kazugi, maybe. The spirit, yeah, and it yeah. inhabits both of them. Because Shane is just like, I'll be back here. Yeah, Shane Shane is hiding in the knapsack, as usual. <laughs> yeah. And so Dar has killed the one guy, sees somebody shooting an arrow. The two guys with the crossbows are getting distracted by Kane just fucking whipping their ass like a little chipmunk that he is. And so he uses the body to block the arrows. And he's like, you motherfucker, I got something for you. And he flips out that kappa, and he chucks it. Hits oh, the rope God. that's holding the tiger. Yup. Excuse me, Black Panther. Black Panther. And the Panther just goes, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. And he just, just rips to shreds the rest of the guys. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, the way you murdered. By the way, the face on um, Dar, the look on Dar's face when he's, like, mind-melding and shit, he's just euphoric. Like, it looks like he All just... Right. Well, we don't just know. came in his pants. His it might clock. be most most erotic thing ever to, to yeah. see through an animal's eyes. We don't know. We're not beastmasters. But did you notice that the not like a uh, nod of approval he gives Rue after he kills the two guys? He's watching him tear this human to pieces, and he's just right. like he's watching through Rue's eyes. Yeah, <laughs> my tiger's eyes. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, he 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 says your name's Rue. Okay, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Tiger just shrugs, <laughs> motherfucker. And then care. he goes. And then he's ready. Now he's ready because he goes. He goes. Looks up to the eagle. Yep. He goes. Boz, I have eyes now. And he looks at his fucking uh, Shane and Kane. Shane and Kane chewing the disemboweling a guy, <laughs> just tearing, burrowing the into him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and with you, I have my cunning, and now I have my strength. We cannot be stopped. Woo! He puts people up a four horseman sign and they walk <laughs> off. Oh, Murray, this is when uh, childhood Murray is probably having the time of his life because we cut to a beautiful waterfall, two gorgeous women. A lot of beautiful women, things going on. Two gorgeous women just bathing. They, they're just covering the, the nether yeah, regions. I think, tits of I think you could get around the, the R rating if, if it wasn't. You could have nudity if it wasn't sexualized nudity. Yeah. So there's a lot of bathing going on in the BPG movies of my youth. There's a. In fact, if you're a fan of Tanya Roberts, you get full frontal. And yes. In a PG movie, Sheena, when she does like Sheena, a couple years yes, later. Yeah. So um, yeah. I will say they. This is equal opportunity movie. They they are showing a lot of man flesh in this. Well, yeah, every, I, every guy's wearing a loincloth. Yeah, like. I'm pretty sure I saw a couple testicles in there, too. So that's even pushing a little well, further. If you watch it in, on the laser disc, you see a lot of testicles. Oh, my God. You get a couple butthole shots, too. And, <laughs> if you're, uh, if I, you're... I do not like those. But <laughs> and I want to point out, this is like December. So even though it's California, it's still cold as fuck. So I guess Tanya Roberts was like freezing her ass off, literally. Oh, that's Having fun. to swim through this fucking shit. Yeah. And, and, but, and like, you know... Dar never seen a naked woman in his life, aside from the women that got raped and murdered in his village, and that's that's kind of a buzzkill. I, I was gonna say that, but I was like, mm, I don't know. There was time where he could have been. Well, fucking, I'm sure he looked through that some animal's eyes, like had a he mouth scope. Go in there. But he's also we're about to learn he has the Steven Seagal confidence, you know. And then he even can channel Billy Drago somehow with his wispy. Rape voice here, but well, yes, Kane. Kane is also watching over the rock. Shane, of course, is still hiding in the knapsack, right. and Kane just like 
I know what I'm going to go steal next. Shane is just resting his eyes. Yes, sure. <laughs> and he's like, he just goes, Kane, you know what to do. Yeah. They already worked it out. They're they, like, they've got like handshakes, you know, they're like high fiving, fist bumping, you know. They're Kane like, goes, oh, man, I got this. this is gonna be so great. he immediately grabs her top and takes the fuck off. And so she, of course, goes chasing it. She's yeah. the only top she has. She's a slave girl. Yeah. And she's running after it, and she stumbles into Rur. Rur just happens to be chilling there. This is the classic pussy trap. Exactly. So she runs up, runs into Rue. Are you saying that because Rue is a cat? Yeah. Oh, okay. And also because he wants to get that, that pussy. Oh, okay. It's a double entendre. Mm. So, <laughs> so she's freaking out about this tiger, and then all of a sudden fucking Dar slips in there, and he just presses his face against her, grabs, throws one arm around her, just grabs her breast, throws the other arm in front, grabs her. Kane grabs her top, yet she has a top on her. Because her loincloth was only down to her waist, and she just slung it over. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that she had, a, like, a bra on, but I don't even know. You don't, they didn't have it makes no sense. Then. Now that now It that was her doing, good bra that, that Kane go. stole. So now we've got Dar here trying to explain, in his best Billy Drago voice, using the hand-acting skills of Steven Zagal, finding her chakra. Hand-groping skills. Yes, ex- thank you. And he's like, don't move. Wispy voice. I gotta tell you, this tiger is firm and large, like something else. I can save you, but, you know, we gotta be brave. We gotta look into the beast's soul. We gotta look down below and feel what it's throbbing down in the loin. Cl- oh, wow. Yeah, he gets real rapey with So he's like, get back. And he goes up to Rar, and he's like, Rar, get out of here! And the cat's like, what, really? Are we gonna do this? And he's like, come on, man, I'm trying to get fucking laid. Beat it. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I'll fucking go. God, you you make me sick, Dar. Because Rar, he's a, he, he's a feminist, so he doesn't like this. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes off, or does he, because he immediately just goes behind them. That's yeah. a, a cat would do it. Cats are, like, cats are assholes. Like this, yeah. And uh, she's like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, he just says... Well, I saved your life, so now I'm going to claim my prize. And he just grabs her by the pussy and right. just just shoves his tongue down her throat. And much like our president says, she loves it. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah. And they do. There, there's, there's like a getting flirty. She like changes the position, flips him down. She's on top of him, and he's like, "Whoa, I'm, I'm kind of into this. Let's do it." First of all, what happened to the other slave girl? She disappears. Mm-hmm. She disappeared, tits. And maybe Rar ate her. I don't know. Yeah, Rue Ru was just like, fuck that. I'm eating that one then. And <laughs> You're going to fuck this one. I'm going to eat that one. And then he's like, hey, look over there. And she's like, what? And then he flips her over. He gets on top of her, getting ready to mount. And then he notices some scars on her back. And he's like, whoa, you're some creepy, you're some kinky shit, aren't you? And she's yeah. like, I'm a slave, asshole. I don't enjoy those fucking marks. And while she says that, a necklace that comes out of nowhere and drops down. Yeah, I didn't understand this at all. The physics of this, uh, where the second bra came from. This is this is awesome conspiracy level shit. I don't know. I don't. Know and he's like, "Wait, it. you're a slave? What? He doesn't know about it. He, he grew up in a, a great community. And he's just yeah. like, there's no slavery. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I got, I'm a fucking slave, all right. And I got to get back. He's like, well, "No, fuck that. I'll protect you. She's like, oh. she's like, you can't protect shit. And then apparently, uh, too much blood rushed to his dick, so he just falls over himself, and she disappears up a mountain somewhere. And so he's just like, "Well, guys, let's collect our. Maybe he went into the waterfall to rub one out because he probably was blue balls and like a motherfucker." 
Maybe. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Though. But he's like, well, my mission calls. I, I blew it. I know. I thought he was still trying to figure out where she was when he spots like this crazy looking fucking tree in the distance. Was it nighttime too? And it was like glow. All yeah. of them came nighttime. Yeah. Well, it could have the- been hours later. We like I know. said, he was rubbing one out. Took him a while. Okay. So and so he sees yeah on this cliff face he sees this giant tree with these glowing sacks. He's like, oh my god, I would, I, I'd want to check that out. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna go check that out. So he goes like up fun. there, and we see there like these. I, they're supposed to be egg sacks, what they're supposed yeah. to be. So they're just hanging from a tree. I guess that's how these people are born. They look like alien spores. They're just illuminating light, and they're throbbing, pulsing. Yeah. pulsing, much like Dar's dick earlier. Yes. And he also sees like a, a eagle totem standing there. It looked like a Nazi. Rep, you it know, looked thing. very Nazi-ish. Yeah. And there's uh, a guy, a little like dwarf or something, in a cage. Oh, yeah. It's the same guy from uh, No I, Holds Barred. I thought it was he Marco. Was dropping, he's dropping quarters into beers and i don't even remember that and we see a cauldron so why not why not and dar's like i haven't eaten i'll, I'll try a little <laughs> bit of this he starts oh, this soup smells delightful you know well no he's like because even even like rue goes yeah fucks in this shit and then a head just bobs up and like, oh my god i, li- I but- like this because not only do they Disintegrate humans. They also keep their heads and boil them. Well, sometimes you know you want to savor it. I don't know. I, I don't know because yeah. And then out of nowhere, these bizarre. I, I get. They say bird people, and the directors they call them bird people. There's yeah. no feathers on them. I call them bat people because they look I, like bats. Yeah, they had like the the hooks on the on the wing yeah. like bats have and yeah. everything. But they look awesome. Right, and they're like there's like twenty of them surrounding Dar. Oh yeah. And Dar's like, oh, fuck. So he immediately, he, he frees the midget and goes, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> well, the midget freaks out because he's been captured by them already. Well, he knows he's seen what they do. Well, yeah, he saw the fucking brain stew that was, uh, you know, in the cauldron there. So he's just like, I'm going to take my chances and try to just run right through so them. So instead of running through, he tries to run through them because he runs right into one. Well, I like it because he gets through the first, like, three rows of them. But then there's that one that's just waiting there, and he just captures him, just hugs him. Yeah, he just envelops him in his bat wings, and then he's like, ah, and then you see the guy's face pushing through the bat wings, and they show his feet, and there's green goo. Oh, yeah. It's, it's looking grim, and so there's... They, they're slowly moving, like, incredibly slowly, like a millimeter a second, just, like, inching along, getting a little closer. So, of course, Dar's getting his sword out. He's getting, like, all of his animals into position. Well, we see that the midget is just bones. He just, yeah, He just opens bones. his bat wings and a pile of bones. Just so, they, so they basically absorb their, their yeah. prey. And we we're like, fuck, this, yeah. this, this goner, Dar's a goner. Yeah, so again... All of them coming in, getting the animals in position. Shane, of course, is is just cowering. Kane is like, I'm ready to fuck some shit up. I've I've never fought a bird person before, but I can't fucking wait. I bet their blood tastes as good as that fucking Jun earlier. And so, oh, that was later, actually. Whatever. So, oh, he bit his finger, so he got a taste of blood. Just as it seems all is lost. Yeah. The Boz shows up. Boz, motherfucking fucking sunglasses on for some reason. It's nighttime. doesn't matter. And I, He's such a player. He lands right on top of their totem. They, they yep. worship. And then the birds, game knows game. So they're like, get, bad get, people are like, oh, shit. Theme of the movie, game recognizing game. And they're like, they just fucking... Part ways, yeah, let yeah, him... yeah, like Moses parting the Red Sea. He just they just fucking uh, form like a, a, a little driveway for him to park his car through. <laughs> so 
Dar is making his way through. He's, he's hesitant. He's watching his back. Yeah, he's freaked the fuck out. And he, uh, as he's like backing up, he bumps into one. He turns around and puts a sword at the guy at the bat person's throat. And the bat person just so quickly, just like a flash of lightning, just drops a medallion down his sword. Right. And Dar just backs away. Just back, back away. So the next day, it's a eagle medallion. It's a, yeah. It has the same. It's got this. To, it's got the Nazi totem on it. It's got it's the Nazi, Nazi totem. It's Nazi gold. Yes. And so the next day, Dar he comes across this village. And just to let you know, like how badass this village is, they they have people on pikes. Like it's like a Vat Lad the Impaler type thing. Oh yeah, the whole I think they did that as another Game of Thrones thing. I think Daenerys did. Yes, that. they did. And George R. R. Martin, were you waiting for another fucking Beastmaster sequel to come <laughs> out to finish? I can't finish my last two books. I uh, <laughs> everyone was shitting on the the people who did uh, Game of Thrones because they ran out of material and then the fucking show tanked. Clearly, George R. R. Martin's run out of ideas because there's not a second fucking Beastmaster. There is. Well, there is, actually. Actually, there's, what, four or five of them? I think there's two sequels and there was a TV show. Okay. I never... I, I pretty... We might have to do two because I think Wingshauser is the villain. Oh, we're definitely doing it. But, uh, yeah, so he's like, wow, this looks like a nice village. There's just dead bodies on pikes all going like to the, toward the entrance of this village. He's like... But this is uh, Akur. Akur? Yeah, Akur. This is where he's he's gonna go. He's he's meant to go. Yeah, to this find is, to fulfill this, his destiny. This is where Papa Dar told him to go. He's why know, because as far as we know, Max to find his destiny. Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Your guess is good as mine. Yeah. So he's That's like the way uh, fate works, Murray. So he tells all the animals, "Go, go, go, chill. I'm gonna sneak in here." Yep, yep, yep. Just so happened, there's something going on in the town square. So every, the place is deserted. He steals a, a cloak. S- s- yep. And then we see our man Max. He's back, apparently. Yep, and he's got this sweet-ass fucking sacrificial uh, uh, pyramid, yeah. and he's up there, and he's got I this... I think the proper term is ziggurats, because oh. that's the one that has steps. Steps, yeah. yeah. They call it a pyramid in the movie, but I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, because so like, the Mayans had like the, the tier yeah. ones. Ziggurat? Ziggurat. I'm, I'm pretty Ziggurat? sure that's... The, I, might, I might not be pronouncing it right, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. So he, of course... Uh, Mayox has got the whole fucking town there. He wants to tell them about R. He's just like, R is the coolest. He gave me... He's, like, he's putting on a show. Yeah. He's like, fucking Zed stole the election from me, but I know I got the most votes. Most, yeah. More people voted for me than in any other election. I got Ohio and Florida. Glenn has never voted for a loser. Glenn, you voted for me, right? And Glenn, of course, steps up. He's like, sir, I voted for you, sir. You're the greatest of all time and space. So Max is like, okay, guys, so here's what we're going to do. R told me uh, he needs a, a little blonde girl we need sacrifice. To, to die R right now. R loves blood. So he pulls up this little girl, and he's just like, so here's the deal. Well, he was a little outraged because I guess he's a Sub-Zero fan. Yes. Is that the name of the guy? That is the name of the guy. Because this little girl is cosplaying a scorpion. Exactly. She's got the little yellow outfit on. Yeah, they have the little... Uh, and that offends R as well as Mayox. Of course it does. So you got to kill her. So we got we got her. He's holding her up, and he's getting ready. They have this nice little slide that goes into this giant like uh, fire that they well, have going. Well, we did going. see he did sacrifice one annoying little kid. I was glad that kid died. He, was, and he just throws a kid into the fire. I even yes, I he's got the little afro headed kid, and he just throws him into the fire. What? Yes, I missed that because fucking <laughs> our our hero Dar joins it. He joins in with the crowd. He's just blending in. 
And he just like watches that. Yes, because he. Well, he does. I think it happens before he shows off. Okay, he was still stealing the cloak yeah. and okay. But and, he, and he's like, the, he's there to, and he's a scorpion fan himself. Right. So Dar is just like, oh fuck, and he's he's you don't know it, but you hear you start hearing the cock, and then you hear him muttering to the eagle. <laughs> So he's muttering to see. To, this is the why he was so tired. He had to gently like shove the little girl because he already wore his arms out throwing that kid. Oh, he, so we wore on his theatrics, right? He's like, yeah, he, he like pulled something in his shoulder. Yeah, so he had to just gently like push her down this <laughs> this like slant into this fire. Oh my god! And, and just... I love because the girl's like drawing up, and he's like like pushing her down with a stick. He's got that awesome staff. Like Mayax looks awesome. Whatever, whatever he what was it? He wanted a vulture. Yeah, turkey vulture. Turkey. His turkey vulture thing <laughs> turned into him having like these long ass sideburns, uh, where he dr- like braids, where he braided them with little skulls at the end. I fucking love that little detail, and he he's and just he's got uh, the rotten uh, teeth. Oh, he looks great, and he's just slowly trying to push yeah. her down the mop. He's like, "Get down there, you're making me look bad." And just as she's about to finally fly in, go into the, the fire. The ba shows up. Hey, y'all, I'm here. Swoop grabs her. Swoop, there it is. We get some awful animation of a we, kid. Yeah, we just see away. we just see the Ba's take her wherever. And we're, we're like, I feel like everyone in the town is just assuming that the eagle has just claimed her is going to eat her because that's, that's what eagles so. do. And we come back to the the crowd, and they're all kneeling like they're praying. And except for Dar. Except for Dar, who's just standing there like, oh. No, because he, he knows he, that guy, he's evil. But you think he would still try to, like, blend in. Like, he's ruining his disguise. He, he, he must know deep in his gut that's the guy yeah. that, you know, kidnapped him or whatever, almost well, killed him, killed his family. We we saw that he locked eyes with Max before. Oh no, he was knocked out. Never mind. Yeah, Never Mayak mind. showed up a little after the maybe chunks. maybe my link with Toto before Toto died. And but he's like Mayak. he reckon he's like that's the guy. That's my destiny. Yeah, like, I have to kill this guy. And and Max notices him. And he's just like, I meant to do that. Yep. No, R wanted that one. Yep. R has spoken, and um, that was clearly a sign that he wants your children. That right there, that was a sign. That was another sign. So I'm the president. Um, yeah, we can adjourn. Pretty cool. And adjourn they Good do. meeting. Good meeting. So later on at night, Dar looking like a young Chris Kringle with a little satchel over his shoulder. <laughs> he's walking through the town and he he's just like peeping in their windows. Well, and no, shit. He, yeah, he no, he he like has uh, Kane sniff the satchel and then he puts him down because Kane gets that scent and the, he starts. Kane starts searching. Oh, through. I did. So he goes up to one that. house and then he goes to another and then he finds the house. Okay, and then we get we meet. Fucking Balsacco, this annoying fucking character. He's the worst. And he's the father of that girl who died. And and Dara is like, hey, you want to see something cool? Want to <laughs> see? He's like, my kid just got taken by a. She almost got a sacrifice, and she got taken by an eagle who probably is ripping her guts <laughs> out. And he's like, oh, really? But you want to see a trick, huh? You want to? And he's like, watch this. He puts the satchel down. Voila! Throws it off. It's the little girl, and she's but she's wearing a Sub Zero outfit. He's like, I couldn't handle that. Yeah. 
And it's like, oh, my girl, <laughs> I'll help you whatever you want. Well, you can do this. I can't do that. Yeah. Notice that. He's like, I'll do anything you ask. Yeah. And then he's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Can you just tell me about Kier- this sweet fucking puss I found? I, she's like 5'8", maybe 130 pounds, and all that was just in She's a brick. She's my t- and he's like, oh, yeah, of course I know her. And yeah. the wife's like, what do you know? And he's like, oh, I just... And he's like, yeah, she's hot, isn't she? Because that's, <laughs> that's why I, I actually like this about Dar. He's not interested in saving the village. He's still like, there's this hot chick I saw. I, I can kind of agree with this. He doesn't know anything <laughs> about her. He's just like, my dick is hard and ready to screw. Like, I need this woman. I need her. I'm not going to fucking jerk off in a waterfall again. That took hours. So uh, Balsacco, he's like, look. <laughs> Let me tell you what's going on in this town. Actually, you're just fucking in a pussy fog. You don't know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> and he's like, Zed, he's locked up, our king, and his son has gone missing, the heir to the throne. And Max has been killing kids left and right. Yeah, he's got to harvest that adrenochrome from them. And Dar's like, yeah, that's, that's great. But the chick, remember? The tits, the ass. I, I, he- I heard you. He's diddling kids or something, but I need to diddle What'd you say her name was? Kira? I need a diddler. So you need to start giving me some fucking real information here, Sacco. Ball, Sacco. And he's just like, well, I heard she's, she's, getting, she's being prepared for sacrifice. You didn't hear it from me, but that's what I hear. Where? North. The John Army's taking her north. That's where they prepare everybody. I mean, come on. Come on everybody oh. knows that. Everybody knows that. Cut to Max. He's with his witches. He's like, that guy, that fucking guy. I know that guy from somewhere. Yeah. Where did I see that guy? And like, well, we'll find him <laughs> here. And this is, if you've ever seen uh, Beastmaster, you always remember the fucking ring. It was, it was a cool ring. I liked him. He's like, he, get, he has one of his acolytes. He goes, take this ring. I think it like, does it come out of the, the uh, cauldron? They're looking in the cauldron. They're looking at shit. Yeah, they summon it from the cauldron. One of the witches takes her eye out and... Places it in the ring, magic. And they're cool. like, all right, you, hands it to the acolyte. We'll know what you, we'll see. Where you, we'll be beastmastering you with this ring. Yeah. So wear that, find this Dar fucker, and kill him. So we join Dar. He's walking around this beautiful path. And uh, Rue notices some, there, there's just like this spring coming through. And Rue's been walking all exactly day. Exactly no sense. It's a tree with water pouring out of it. So he stops to get, uh, to get a drink. And fucking, come on, Dar, like, let Rue drink. He's like, all right, that's enough, bud. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go go along the path again. So Rue fucks off. He's like, I was thirsty, but okay, whatever. I'll take off. And Dar's just sitting there. I don't even know what he's doing, fondling his balls or something, thinking about <laughs> Kiri. He's drink of water. He's going to drink. Sure he was. And he gets lost in, 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 in that water because the fucking dog catcher's here. He slips that fucking... He's got that same pole with the noose on it that dog catcher's you. Yeah, hard Hard, target used it. And he starts strangling the fuck out of Dar. Yep. And, And of course, he's got the eyeball ring on, so we're seeing... Yeah, so the ring is... So Mayax and the witches are seeing this. And like, yes! Killing this motherfucker. This took no time at all. Like, we thought this was going to take a little while to find him and everything. Nope, we got him. Locked it up. And Max is just like, fuck, kill him now! Get rid of him! But uh, it, it's during this fight that he sees, man, the definition on this eyeball ring is perfection. Laser disc perfection, in right. fact. You see every detail. And so Dar, his palm is open in front of the ring, and Mayak sees the fucking uh, the, the the scar brand, in his palm. Yeah. yeah, And he's like, 
dead is the fucking kid. Yeah, we got yeah, we gotta murder him. We gotta murder him. But Rue shows up and he ends that plan. Yeah, sl- fucking just slashes the throat of the guy with the ring and starts hauling ass after the other guys on a horse. Yeah. Follows him. Apparently these guys were they had plans because they had enough time to dig a ten foot deep by twenty foot wide pit, haul the dirt away. Yeah. And cover it with leaves. Yeah. This was interesting. So uh, the fucking Echolite goes past it. Rue, fortunately, goes over the pit, falls through. He's trapped. Oh, no. And it's looking grim because this guy, uh, our, our Jun guy, he's just like, I'm fucking done with you. I, I don't remember what he was going to use or if he was just going to leave Rue there. I thought I, he had, like, some kind of spear he was going to He gonna, did. Like, uh, or maybe it was his chain thing. I think he had a spear. Okay. And so he's getting ready to poke at, um, at Rue, but then... A fucking giant walking stick hits the guy in the back of the head and conks him. And they, they have a word with him real quick. And then they're just like, yep, fuck you. And toss him in. Uh, it's Seth and Little Tall. Little Tall. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you know, hey, yeah, that's you shouldn't be fucking with tigers, motherfucker. Yeah, don't, don't fuck with tigers. And then by this time, <laughs> Dar shows up and they're like, you could tell, like, Tall had been working with fucking Seth on this. He's like, no, man, we got to do this cool fucking move where we twirl our fucking staffs at the and same, same t- time. And, yeah. And Seth just rolls his lies like, all right, we'll do that. Okay. I kind of like So when that. Dar shows up, they'll twirl it and go, I'm Seth. And that is my, my protege, Tall. Of course, it turns out that, you know, they're both, they're all pilgrims. Right. Heading to where they're keeping uh, their, their identity. We know that he's one of Zed's guards, but he doesn't know this. Yes. And, uh, uh, of course, they're all heading to R, so they're they're like, hmm, maybe uh, safety's a number here. Maybe we should all go together. So they do decide. Well, he's like, yeah, but first got to get my tiger. So he's, he tries to – there happens to be a, a giant log yes. there, a telephone pole. And then Dar's like <laughs> – and then, like, Seth doing his best to you, James, like, back off. Um, back away. Let a man do this. Rips off his fucking cloak. Got some crazy shredded, yeah. shredded like a motherfucker, baby goil peck jelly to the gills. <laughs> he's got he's got, he's got just his fucking masochist armor on. <laughs> he's got the S and M gear. Yeah. And he's like he picks it up easily, throws the telephone pole in the pit, Roe comes up. Oh and they're like, up. Yeah, let's that's our strength in numbers. Let's let's go together to to R. So we go to the nighttime and over a fire, they're all just sitting there telling tales of, you know, the journey and Seth is uh, telling us well, about Well, Dar's it. like, I saw some boobies. Oh. And then Seth's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Pats him on the back. It's nice, son. Yes. And he's like, oh, these were great. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and also, you want to see, see this cool shit I got? Check it out. And he, he unloads the fucking well, satchel. Tal was being a, a little griff here. He's looking at his satchel and everything. He's like, man, that's heavy. It's probably got a lot of cool CDs in there. I mean, <laughs> trinkets in there. And uh, yeah, Dar's like, yeah, there is a lot of cool shit. Like, uh, you know, Rue, but have you met Kane and Shane? Kane, really cool, but Shane might hide from you. Shane loves to steal shit. Yeah. He is the griff of the group. He just yeah. grabs shit, steals it, makes it his own. Exactly. And so he dumps it out, and then we see that pimp-ass fucking eyeball ring, and Tall's like, his eyes immediately go to it. Yep. Dar's like, you can have it. I you don't can just have care. it. I, I love that it fit him, even though I just fit an adult <laughs> earlier. Kids got thick fingers. And there we go. 
And then they noticed this fucking uh, necklace that Kiri had on her that we pointed out earlier that made no sense. Yep. And they're like, what the fuck is this shit? And he's like, what? I don't like this. Fucking Shane loves to steal shit. I don't fucking know. Yeah, he's just like, where did you get this? He's like, that boobs? The boobs I was telling you about? The ones that I jerked off in a waterfall like for four hours? And Tals goes, oh. oh, those boobs. Those are my cousin's boobs. That's my cousin. Can you please stop objectifying her? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm sorry, and he's I'm just sorry. like, this is where it gets weird. And the director's pointed this out, too. Uh, spoiler alert. We learn that Tall and Dar are brothers yes. later on, which makes Kiri his cousin as well. Yes. <laughs> okay, now, now, Dar, I'll, I'll give him a pass. He doesn't know this at the time. So I, I'm like, all right, he can be horny for her. He doesn't know. Yeah. And it's possible, possible that we learn that. Dar's mother died, so this could be Step. she could be related to Tall's mother. Okay, so it's possible that's. But yeah, I don't know. It gets weird. <laughs> Even the director's like, "Yeah, we never really thought about it. That's fucking creepy." <laughs> but yeah, so they're like, "He's like, you can have that ring, you know, for 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 talking about your cousin's tits. I'll let you have that ring. All right, yep. are we cool? All right, yes." So Dar, he he's just having a hard time go to sleep. So he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna go out for a nice cruise on my eagle. Gotta find Kiri, man." I'm going to channel the boss. Boss, you up? You hunting? Hey, dog, can you go check out up north? Let's just let's just go peruse up there for a little while. And they happen to spot the Jun army. You know, they're leading the women and everything. There's like six of them. I don't think these are Juns. These are like the acolytes of Manx. Yes, I the acolytes. You're they're, right. They're different. They are the acolytes. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, they're like on the side of a cliff. They're walking by. And so they're going to take him to this. Apparently, there's another sacrificial place. Arab, they, yeah. they take women instead of children. I guess children, you get the big show in the city. The women, you just take them to another place. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So th- th- this is where it gets interesting, too, because I guess he explains to Seth what happened. And Seth's like, okay, well, clearly they're going up. They're going to be crossing over this river. And we'll just jump on the ferry that they're going to be taking across. And I don't understand how they circled around got ahead of them came backwards they got into skies I don't, yeah, I don't know how they got ahead of them but they did apparently uh boz knows some some like trail shortcuts yeah, yeah yeah but they they get ahead of them somehow they're gonna the the um acolytes and the women are gonna be taking like this ferry across this body of water it's a river yeah and well, river yeah and so they hijacked the ferry and they disguise themselves, and they get they they get right there, and the John. Are, are so John. the ferry is like a boat, and it has a rope that goes across the span of the river, and they that's how they get across. You pull on the rope. Yeah. So they're like in the middle of the river as the acolytes show up on shore, and they they got you know perfect disguise, just a cloak with a cowl up, and they're pulling, and then it's like. Dun, 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 dun. You know, just like, hey, time to fucking fight. Well, yeah, Carrie leads the way because uh, oh, right. as as the ferry clunks on, you know, docks to the dock, uh, she start she starts getting snippy with the fucking acolytes, and she kicks one of them in the balls, and she pokes another's eyes out, and the, the third, finally the third guard, yeah, he protects it, and so <laughs> she's she's getting you know paintbrushed a little bit. And that's when our boys just drop cloak and fucking Seth. He's just like, I've been waiting to tear this off all day. We're talking beautiful, sunny afternoon, high, high noon. You got that beautiful sunshine, peck jelly everywhere. His Blinding clothes, the acolytes. He'd even have to take his cloak off. This is a cloak, a loose-fitting cloak, but he flexes and just 
the cloak turns to smithereens. It's it amazing. Blinded one of the acolytes. Yeah. Oh man. So and then we we get the dog pile. We get the fucking bowling noise yeah. like Steve James. Oh, it's beautiful. He's just having the time of his life bashing people's skull in with a staff. Yeah. Dar gets one kill in, I Dar, think. Dar, Dar bear, he does a trap, drop toe hole to one guy, and then Seth finishes him off, drops an elbow. Paul reminded me of, the, they used to have a Mr. T cartoon when I was a kid. Yes. And he reminds me of yep. the little kid that tried to be like Mr. T. Like, you know, he's so, and obviously he should be, in, in awe of Seth. He wants to be Seth so badly. So he's like, let me at him, let me at him. 100% agree with that. He's got the right attitude. So... They finish off these guards. Everybody is just like, fuck, Seth is a monster. And Tal's like, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And Kiri's just like, man, I've been wrong. I'm not that into you anymore. I'm really into this Seth guy. Also, you might be my cousin. I'm starting to think. <laughs> uh, I'm just getting this attr- the sense that you're my cousin. But then the John army actually does show up on horseback. So they're like, oh, fuck, we got to get back on the ferry. They're shooting arrows and everything. Our, our crew, they're... Uh, pulling the rope, trying to get the ferry back out incredibly slowly. Well, that's they're going slow because they have too much weight. So yeah. Kiri's like, fuck they it. T- they took a couple fucking uh, three acolytes. Yeah. yeah. And they're tied up, and she's like, fuck it, kicks them off. They drown. Yeah. But whatever, they're going to sacrifice her. So fuck those guys. So they get out past wherever, and they're just letting the current take them at this point because they're not on the rope system anymore. They're just floating down well, the Dar, river. Well, Dar, yeah, he cuts the rope. He's like, why are we... Why are we on the rope again? Why don't yeah. we just fucking cut this? Cuts it so they just take off yeah. down the river. Just having a nice old time. And, you know, Tal is, like, talking to Dar. He's are like, you going to help us? You're a real badass. I saw the way you did the drop toe hold. It was perfection. You know, all these people with their flips nowadays. Just do the basics, you know? Just do it right. And, he's and then like, Dar's like, yeah, that sounds great. But uh, can you have Kiri beg me? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to help you. You're a little boy. Uh <laughs> I see some tits over there. Maybe they they can help me out. So he's like, yeah. And so and Kiri, he goes, he goes, Kiri. She rolls her eyes. She's like, okay, will you please help us? Oh, she goes full like ASMR. She's just like, you're pitiful, and then just whispers into his voice, and you can just. Oh. And he's like, you can hear his loincloth getting tight. He's like, I'll help you. Good. So they, they get they get off the river. Seth's like, look, I'm gonna go find an army for us. We gotta take back our our ruck. You guys go and try to get Zed. Yep. And it's like, you know, gotta split the team up. In two nights, we'll meet at the Tarn Valley. We'll have the army, we'll have it all. It'll be great. So we're getting back over to uh Eric or whatever our fucking city was called. I can't remember. There's too many damn names. And Sako just happens to be there waiting. I guess they asked him to help. No, him they out. go to his house and they're like, "We need your help." I can't help. Oh, they you. go to his- okay. yeah because I think he lives outside the city, like in a farm-like village. Because he brings them in on a little cart he has, a hay cart. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Remember- he immediately says, "I'll do anything for you." They're like, "Well, can you get sneakers in the city?" Well, I can't do this. <sighs> Such yeah. a goofball. So they get them all in the wagon. They sneak them into the city. But straight to that pier. He still has that ring on. So Max, look, he's seeing. He sees them inside the the hay. He's like, all right, they're coming. Yep. So they head straight into the bowels of the the Zagorat. And it's got like this whole cool basement subsystem to it. You know, this is where maybe, uh, I have to imagine this is where Mayox Hides out. He likes to hang out in his, his basement. Yeah. He's got his laser disc vault in there. You know, nice wine cellar. And the first <laughs> challenge we get 
is this hallway of these blue eyed uh, fucking. Well, they're like beasts. green eyes. Oh, are they green? Yeah. Okay. Well, we see. Yeah, we see. Like there's like these like cages and cage doors on this all lining the side of this hallway, and we just see these glowing green eyes, and we're like, "What the?" And fuck? these studded, spiked arms sticking this, out and thrashing, and it's why? Like, how these guys didn't wind up on the cover of heavy metal album in the '80s? I, this looks like this should be Man of War's like mascot. Yes, hundred percent, right there. Because they got the fucking they got the carry king from Slayer like gauntlets with the fucking Hell spikes yeah. on them, and they got the boots with the spikes on them. Total fucking metal. Yeah, and uh, full on leather daddy loved it. Full on. So and... D- Dar's the first one to go through the path, and I, I like this about Kiri and Tal. They're both just like, "Yeah, we're right behind you," and he's like, "No, wait." So he realizes there's a chain, of course, because if it's you... like a video game, yeah, you have a chain. In the yeah, middle of it. Because if he just walked along, the the cages are so close, he would have got fucking pummeled. So he holds himself up by the chain, and he struggles with it. I was like, what the fuck? Why is he struggling? We've seen him do so many fantastical feats. Just pulling himself over a chain is difficult. He gets over, and there just so happens to be a so lever. Happens. Just so happens to be a and lever. he figures it out yeah. on top of it. This is and not it, a hard puzzle. And it seals off the cages so they can't grab them. So then he tells everybody to come across. So and- they're just like, apparently, Kiri, she, her slave duties revolved this cigarette because she knows the way it wound. So she, they're like going through yep. and they notice like there's these grates in the floor. Apparently they were in some duct work or something. <laughs> I don't know. But they, they hear something and they look down and they go, hey, what's going on? And we see how they make the leather daddy monsters. Yep. So we got a guy wearing some fucking uh, uh, samurai cop black bikini banana hammock got the fucking boots on and he's pinned, he's pinned down on a table and we see the acolytes and they're like... Uh, Fucking darn taller and engrossed in this. While that's going on, Kiri looks left, right, <laughs> sneaks off for yeah, some reason. Yeah, pulls a torch down, Yeah, which opens a secret passageway, which nobody notices because <laughs> they're so entrenched in yeah, seeing this guy. Yeah. And then so we see that what they do, they just pour a bunch of – that uh, similar to the blue shit that was yeah. on the necks earlier. This is some green shit. Yep. Pour it into the ear of the guy with a little uh, a leech. leech Similar to Wrath of Khan when they put those little things in their ears to control them. Good call. And then they put the leather daddy gimp mask on the guy, screw it on. Yeah, I like it. I like when they introduce the fucking Frankenstein bolt to put in there. And because we're crushed for time, also the keys we need for Zed are also just happen just, to be yeah. in this room. So they're like, we'll get fucking Kane and Shane to we do know it. No, Kane and Shane can do it. Shane's like, uh, yeah. I'm going to stay back. You so know. he, you know, fucking Dar gets him ready. He he ropes him up, gets builds beautiful little harnesses for him. Uh, I have not appreciated Dar's rope skills enough in this movie, but he got a merit badge and he, yeah, exactly. And so he ties him up in these beautiful little harnesses. They would have been perfectly fine if not for Shane freaking the fuck out, <laughs> wiggling so much that the ropes loosen. So as they get lower and lower, they're just meant to grab the key and then. You know, Dar's just going to pull him right back up. They're little fairs. They're a pound, you know? No big deal. But fucking Shane freaks out, starts squirming, starts shouting out, so the guards notice him. Well, they're right in the front of the guard's face sometimes. They should have noticed him, I mean, it was like the most retarded plan. Like, I'm going to put you right in front of these guys, Yeah, you're going to grab it. It was rough. It was rough. And he gets the guard gets distracted, which gives the leather daddy, because these guys are out of their fucking mind. They're like wild animals. There's no leather daddy master in this place. So the leather daddy flips out, 
they, they pointed out that the guys that played this, obviously because they had the glow things for the eyes, they had, they were blind. They were they, blind. You know, so they were just, they didn't have a leather day. They legit angler. were just thrusting. So he just starts or, flailing yeah. with these spike gauntlets. This kills the acolytes. This catches the fucking rope. So it cuts the rope that's holding Shane and Kane. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they get the rope cut. So now the keys are lost because Kane and Shane are on the ground. And as Tal, he's just finishing up a sentence where he says, whatever these, uh, what do they call them, doom guards? Whatever the doom guards see, they must murder. So the last thing the doom guard sees, he already killed the, the fucking acolytes who brainwashed him. Yeah. So he sees Kane and Shane. And now we got this wonderful, hilarious scene that's going to take place where he's just chasing Kane and Shane down hallways and everything. But, you know, well, Dar, so Dar's just like, no big deal. They'll find yeah. us eventually. Right. No well, problem. Well, they do. But while that happens, Kiri shows back up, and she's got a Xena Warrior Princess outfit oh, on. Oh, my God. And he's like, this This scene makes absolutely no sense. I don't know what the fuck. Like, there's, like, a, a secret, secret sect of people, like, warriors that... Like, I know. Like, yes, yeah, so she's got, like, a knife. And, and it's basically, it looks like the same outfit, just with a black fucking belt and a knife. I didn't know there was much difference. It wasn't as tattered as before, yeah, it either. it wasn't. Yeah. And so, fucking dark jaw dropped. You hear, again, his leather fucking satchel. You hear it stretching out again because he's getting hard. And he's just like, Tal. Because Kiri's like, let's go. Follow me. He's like, Tal, what's going on with this outfit? It's, it's amazing. And she's like, again, my cousin, please stop objectifying her. But also, she's a Torv warrior. She's part of the secret sect of our village. She protects all of us. <laughs> yeah, we just pulled okay. that out of our ass. Just pulled it out of our ass. He said to make her more badass. That's all. So they, they wander down a hallway. First door on the left. Boom, there he is. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, if we just had the keys. <laughs> well, did you try the knob? Yeah. Apparently, they don't need to keep this door locked. They just walk right in. Just push it open. Convenient. There wasn't even a door handle on it. I mean, it so uh, back, we go back and forth to them, and we see the monster uh, chasing the poor little ferrets through this little, like, apparently there's an irrigation system. Uh, yep, uh, yep. Pipes. There's just, there's just pipes there. And so They're all broken, by the way. It's but. funny. We're watching the guy chop the pipes in half as the fucking ferrets. I don't think I, I think I said this to you before we started recording, but I didn't say it to the audience. I just want to point out that... Uh, these guys who did this movie, they this was their first big movie, so they had no power. The money, people running the show were, like, telling them what to do. So they had set up legit animal trainers, and they're like, no, no, we got our own animal trainers. And so these animal trainers are basically like, yeah, we can get things to go from point A to point B with food. That's all. <laughs> so you don't see any tricks with these animals. It's just getting them to move. So he's like, all the, you think they're running for their lives. No, they're chasing food through this yeah. fucking I mean, it looks like they're running for their life. So while that's all happening, they've walked into this one room with Zed in it, and they're both stunned. Like, Dar had gone on just to make sure there was no guards walking by. He comes back in to find Kiri and Tal just sitting here, like, just sad. It's like, what do you, why are we sad? We found Zed. We're going to save the day. And Zed's blind. His eyes are just black now. Yeah, it was pretty bad makeup effect yeah and while they're commiserating over that mayax and a witch show up they're peeking through the fucking hole in the door yeah and they're like shut the door we got them <laughs> and they just shut it and as soon as they do that Rur shows up like fuck open the door let's go in there so they open the door and close it on Rur. yeah <laughs> rue rue <laughs> 
And so then we get a little thing where the witch goes after Dar. First, she throws a glitter bomb at his face. Yep, blinds him. And he's just like swinging the sword, and then she starts. Yeah, they're like in this, uh, like the tunnel kind like an of arch. So yeah. yeah, an arch. Thank you. And so she's only like a foot above him. <laughs> she's wearing that mask, so she's breathing heavily. Like, concentrate for a second, you'll figure this shit out. Yeah, she starts climbing up like a spider back, like on her back, up this arch. What she doesn't realize is, is that he can see through Rue's eyes. Yeah. So Rue's looking through the fucking my tiger's eyes, and I have the tiger. And so he just. As soon as she gets above him, he just stabs because we, we've, we've established this. Witches just throw themselves on blades. So he stabs her. She just turns into fucking dust. Mayox grabs Tall because yep. he's, he's a bitch. And he's like, I'll kill him. And then we learn, was she that Torv warrior? Is that what you said she was? A Trove warrior. Trove, yeah. She's got a little like she's got tricks of her lasso trick thing yep. on her wrist. She whips him. He's like, Ugh! hits his hand, drops Tall. Runs away. Thankfully, there's a, a door underneath the stairs. I, just, I don't know. Too much happening here. <laughs> so Mayox gets away. The the three guys get, you know, they're fine, and they're just going to make sure Zed's okay. They fucking tie up his face. They put a blind, yeah, look at that, blindfold yeah. on him because they're just like, fuck that. So I thought this, this, this door was more of a suggestion, but... Rue kicks it open to get everyone out of here. Because nobody fucking locks the door. Exactly. <laughs> door is just a suggestion. Rue's just like, let me try the knob. He turned it and it opened. <laughs> and like I say, as we pointed out, Kiri knows shit that even Mayox doesn't know about this place because she knows the secret fucking Xeno Warrior Princess lair. Torv Warrior Princess lair. So it says Trove. Trove. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I got another way to get out because, of course, I do. Yes. So they find another room. I, again, I'm, I'm I'm skeptical of how sound this door is because we have learned that these doors and all again, and all the bottoms are rotted. We learned that because that's how all the, the ferrets the get ferrets through get everything. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're about there's like there's thick as a sheet of plywood. <laughs> but, yeah, I love this though because they go into this room where there's just this giant fucking wheel contraption, and then there's the giant skull in the middle. <laughs> That covers a pit, a, a spiral staircase that goes it's, down. And so Tall goes over to fucking turn the wheel that lifts the fucking skull up tall, a oh. child. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, we're going to go through here. This is the only way to get out well, to the city. Well, why that's going on? The Acolytes did see the guys, so they, they locked the door, and the Acolytes are pounding on the door. This has not happened yet. Yeah, because they're trying to escape. I didn't. They haven't arrived yet. The acolytes have not gotten here yet. They'll come here in a minute, Murray. I know you want to get to the acolytes. I love You're worried the about the acolytes. They're doing this all like they got the door closed and everything. No one's here yet. And so he's like, Rue, you lead them out. And so they take Zed, Tal, and Kiri. They just head down that little spiral staircase with Rue. And, you know, of course, Dar's, he's like, I got I to gotta make sure to get Shane and Kane out of here. What Kane? Well, at least Kane. Shane's expendable. Mm, I got to get Kane. Shane, we'll see. So he's like, I got to head back out. So he heads out, and we look back in the room, and it's empty. So everyone's gone. He goes out to look for, for Shane. Kane, excuse me. And this is when the acolytes show up. And he's like, oh, fuck. So he runs back in, shuts the door behind him, locks it by suggestion, <laughs> And he tells the guy. He, like he tells. He tells the guy. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it was the little hotel shell, chain uh, lock. And and this is where we get we cut back over to the fucking Doom Guard chasing Shane and Kane. Okay. And it just so happened that they slither under the door, right under the feet of the acolytes, pounding on the door. And now the acolytes have to deal with the fucking and, Doom Guard. And Shane's like, I got the keys. Yep. And Dar's like, a little late, aren't yeah. you, motherfuckers? We. So, Dar, did Dar already shut the, the skull back down? Because this is this makes no sense Dar at all. Dar has tried to. This is why I pointed out that Tall was able to do this. Dar was not <laughs> able to lower the skull. Well, that's different. That's a different you know, yeah. sequence. Exactly. So, what ends up happening is Kira, Kiri comes back up. No, no, no. What happens is, this is why it makes no sense. He shuts it, and then she magically appears. You're right. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> weird. So she was hiding behind the skull. <laughs> I uh, Surprise. Uh, she's like, I couldn't leave you. And she's got a rope now. Well, like, right. Well, she's got everything. She's like Wonder Woman. Hey, those Torvors. And she's like, don't worry. There's another way to get out of this place. Yes. Climb up these air shafts here. <laughs> so they start climbing up the air shafts. I don't understand the architecture of this nope. pyramid at all because now we're in a cliff face. Yes. What the fuck is going on this? With is this? some Batman Forever shit right now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> there was a statue holding up an obs- observatory. Yes. And the Doom Guard has followed them, yeah. and, and he is slapping at the rope because he followed them up there, and now they're trying to descend on this rope, and he's slapping at the rope hanging out the window. And Darzla is like, oh, man, we might be fucked here. Like, we got to get down pretty quickly. The rope is already, like, it's a thin rope. Right. So probably not enough to support the two of them. But they're 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 descending it so slowly. And then Dar, he, we see the sparks flying from the heavy metal. He's like, breaking the law, breaking the law. And fucking Dar sends out that message to the boss. And the boss is like, I got it. Yoink grabs the fucking leather daddy, drops him. I love it. We saw him carry a child. <laughs> we saw him carry a ferret. Have we ever seen him carry a full-grown man? Now we have. And he takes him out into the distance and drops him onto some fucking rocks. You hear his brain smash open. But that wasn't in, it wasn't in time because the leather daddy, before he dies, his last move is to cut yeah, that yeah, rope. Yeah, cut the rope. Fortunately, Balsacco just happens to be right where they need him. Again, they're falling cart. down this rocky as fuck cliffside, like 15 Keep in feet. mind, as far as we knew, they were in a pyramid. Yes. It's somehow they're on a cliff yeah, face they're on now. A cliff face and now. then the cliff face disappears because we see Balsacco coming around the side of the fucking pyramid. Yes. It's what so, the fuck? We're, they're doing this some, was the this was ancient Gotham, dude. This is some Stanley Kubrick, the shining <laughs> fucking film trickery right here. Well they got the cinematographer. Exactly. exactly. So now it's like, all right, we're gonna make our quick getaway. We're gonna just go right out the front door. That's our plan. Right <laughs> out the front door. Guys, it's 9 o'clock. They shut the front gate to keep the goddamn warriors out, you know, the bandits and the raiders. So they stop at the front gate. They're like 40 feet away. So they're like, we need to stay back here. We'll open the gate, but we'll get a head of steam going on the wagon, you know, as it's opening. That way we can get away super fast. And so they're like, okay, well, where's the boss? Because, like, we need to get through this gate. There's no way to do it from this side. We got to get Kane over to the other side. So... Boz takes Kane over, 
And he's just slowly chewing through the ropes, and there's all these close-ups of Shane chewing. <laughs> Shane is like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. And then this guy, like, just learns what leans over is, oh, what the fuck is this? So he just nonchalantly grabs Shane, stretches him out, ready yep. to chop <laughs> Shane in half. And then Kane's like, yeah, I know he's a pussy, but he's my brother, y'all. I can't yeah. let that So Kane, what's, what's he got to do? Bites the guy's dick off. Dude. Kane's got a taste of that blood. He's he's, he's into he's it. He's a taste of hot dogs. He's, he's got a taste hot dogs. Of hot dogs. <laughs> and he's like, "There's no dog in that." There's no dog. And they bite through this thick ass rope. So then the fucking wait, the dick or the rope? <laughs> the, the the dick wasn't thick. The needle dick. <laughs> and because it's so much so, the guy fell off the fucking wall into that tarpaulin. And- no, he hit the fucking ground, and that that was just a, a fuck up on their part. He was supposed to like hit like a mat, and he hit the ground, and his fucking oh. air helmet goes flying off. Oh. And while that's going on, we got like a whole fucking herd of leather daddies being like yeah, led by all this the guy. all the doom guards are fucking flying. Once again, the great characters really underused. They should have done more with the doom guards. Yeah, yeah, they were they were a devastating enemy, and I don't think they show up at all after no, this. Not even in the final fight, they don't yeah. show up at all. You think they would have like uh, maybe reversed the worm and used them in the final fight or something? But no, know. they're just no. gone. They yeah. just disappeared out of town. They completely disappeared out of town. They do. What the fuck? I, well, maybe they only had four of them. Because well, no, they didn't. They had like twenty they, of they them. Had, like twenty. Fucking... Oh. So yeah, so they make it right. They just get under the gate, and then Dar cuts it so it falls down. It lands right on the the, the fucking doom guards, crushes yep. them. Oh, maybe uh, they took out at least a couple of them. Took out like three. So there's 17 left <laughs> roaming around the town that we're about to come back to. They're probably just sitting in the pyramid. They forgot they had them because they shut the fucking uh, cage May- off. Mayax was like, you know what? Let's lock them back up in their cages. Oh. So, oh, okay, never mind. We regroup back in Tehran where we were going to meet with Seth. And now they got Zed and Zed is giving a speech and it's fall- everyone's just like, fuck yeah, we got Zed back. But Zed, he's just like, I got a one track mind, y'all. We got to go after that fucker who stole my presidency. We got to go after Mayax. We got to kill him at any cost. I don't care if everybody dies in, 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 in the ensuing wars. We got to just kill Mayax. That's all that matters. And then Dar's like, wait, I've dealt with the John. They killed my entire village. You, we, got, we have to have an army. We don't have enough people. Yeah, you're sending everyone in to die because the John army will just come in and kill us afterwards. So we want to just point out, as far as Dar doesn't know this is his father. As far as he knows, he just he's just doing this for the puss. Yes. And Zed's like, who the fuck are you? You just risked your life to save me. Fuck you, you're fucking freak. You're beast fucker, not a beast master. Out of my sight. And I can't see. Get out of my sight. Yeah, because Tall tries Leave to... Leave these eyes. And he pulled up his yeah. thing. And he's like... <laughs> Tall tries to uh, pipe up for, for uh, Dar. And he's just like... Oh, Dad, he's the Beastmaster. He talks to tigers and fucking ferrets. And even an eagle called the boss. He's fucking cool as shit. And Zed is just like, uh-uh. I smell the pussy on him from this far away. Want nothing to do with it. He just them. goes, walk! And he does walk, and he cries. A little tear this goes is interesting. Dar, Dar, like, something's happening here. Dar, Dar doesn't give a shit about it. He's got animals. He's got Kiri, too. Riff. Dar's crying because he saw Kiri saw him run off. He's playing the emotion uh, like I'm a sensitive guy thing. Oh, oh, oh. So okay. you, didn't you see where he got a little pepper and he kind of rubbed it in his eye? And you then know he, what? And then he just he stand he and he scrawls the little symbol from his village in the dirt. Oh, I like. And then it. Kiri comes up. Oh my god, what's going on? He's like, <laughs> this is 
my village got destroyed by these guys. I want to kill them too. It was the perfect village. There was popcorn growing on trees and cotton candy bushes everywhere. There was a genie. And you grant any wish you wanted. She said, that sounds nice. Will you come with me? Fuck these people. She's like, I can't. I gotta, I gotta die with these people. That's for some the, reason. I don't I'm know I'm a trove warrior, Murray. I gotta okay. die with them for the honor of being a trove warrior. That's her responsibility. Well, that's going on. Zed is just telling everybody within 100 yards his plan. We're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And Max is watching through that fucking ring, dude. Okay, his plan, not very succinct, not very good. <laughs> it's we walk in the front door. We climb up that Zagorot where I think Max will just be hanging out. We sacrifice everyone it takes to get him there, and we just, we just kill him. Everybody goes through the front door. We, we show up, we announce ourselves, and then we attack. <laughs> and like Seth's like, that sounds fucking pretty dumb, boss. And he's like, no, it's fucking great. It's my plan. I've been working on it in prison for the past 20 years. I've been shitting and writing out the plan in my shit for a year. Well, that's going on. Max is laughing his ass off because he's watching this with yeah. that fucking ring. He's just like, his plan is fucking stupid. This is the dumbest <laughs> plan. We, are, we saw this coming. Like, I don't, that's why he's like, I don't even need my leather daddy demons. Yeah. Put them away. Put, 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 <laughs> put the leather daddies back away. <laughs> and oh. Seth is like rolling his eyes. And out of the corner of his rolled eyes, he notices that eyeball ring. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? Pretty cool effect here. So he grabs a nice like hot stick from the fire and yeah. pokes it right into that fucking eye. And it like juices. It gets blood, you know. Yeah. It's fucking and great. And now the witch's eye bleached. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. But, we, you know, and then, it's awesome. And I like how they do this because... You just cut away from the scene, and Seth is telling Zed, they know our plan. They know we're here. They know everything. <laughs> like, I don't care. Zed, Zed just shits himself again. He's like, this is the plan. So No just, plan B. You just have Seth go, we're doomed. And we uh. cut to the next day. We're waking up. Beautiful fucking morning. You got the ferrets chirping. You got fucking... Uh, uh, goddamn, what's our tiger's name? Rue, he's just licking his chops. And you got, of course, Boz just sailing across the skies, and he notices a fucking familiar face. And so, of course, you know, uh, Dar notices that familiar face as well. So he runs over the cliffside. He's like, Boss Echo, what are you doing? They all got captured. Of course, they got captured. They just fucking walked up to the front and said, I want to fight now. <laughs> Zed was like, I want to fight Max. Man to man. Arm wrestle. Max is captured tall. He's captured Kiri. He said he's going to slap her tits around a little bit before he burns her. And, of course, he's got Zed. Got them all. And Dar's like, well, I can't let Kiri die because I haven't hit that yet. Oh, yeah. So, dun, 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 jumps on his horse, makes his way to Acre? Akron. He just rolls right the fuck in, right up to that Zagorath. They didn't lock the door today. They put everybody. Apparent, I don't get Max. I thought he hated Scorpion because he put everybody in Scorpion costumes. Scorpion Scout. And then I, they had to like uh, rip off half of Kiri's outfit. You know what yes, that? he did, yeah. Well, and, like I said, he was. Trying to get in a fucking dog. So apparently, head. children get the fire, women get the knife to get the dagger. Yeah. So they put they, they lay her across on the sacrificial altar. Zed's made the I guess I was gonna say watch, but he has no eyes. He just made this <laughs> to hear. They got him in the corner. Yeah, maybe that's why they did the dagger here. Well, you'd probably scream in fire too. You but never anyway. scream when you get stabbed. What have we learned? Anything? Well, 
Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, you don't really... Scientifically you know. impossible to scream when you've been stabbed. And so Dar rolls in. He, he beelines it right to the Zagrat. He fucking tosses his satchel with Kane and Shane His in plan it. is, I'm going to attack his <laughs> plan. Yeah, he, he uses that <laughs> plan. You're right. Oh, my God. Everybody, right. Apparently, everybody loves the sacrifices because there's never any guards watching the fucking gates. Yes. Well, all the guards are stationed on the Zagrat right now. Yeah. They're all well, up they, the steps you, you here. You could afford two to just put on the gate. I know. Maybe sound an alarm. I, I don't know. know. So Either he, way. So he just runs up. He frees. He get, Shane and Kane freeze, free. Yeah. Seth, he, throw, yeah, he throws the ferrets at them. Yep. <laughs> Do your thing. Uh, they thankfully they left Seth in his warrior fucking D uh, uh, S and M outfit because he rips off his scorpion to reveal right. that fucking great outfit. And they grab some weapons. Tall's pretty pretty talented as well. Well, he's been traveling with Seth, so of course. Right. And yeah, we just watched doll doll I want to call him doll for some reason because <laughs> it's, it's tall and there's doll and doll. Yeah, brothers, doll yeah. and tall. And so Dar is just slowly going up the steps. Murdering people. Steep steps. They though. were. They were. You would have to fucking hinge. Real <laughs> they were far. about three inches deep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tippy toe <laughs> off them. But we're just watching Dar slowly kill people on the steps. May even Mayax is just like distract. He's like, oh, this is kind of fucking badass. Look at him go because he's like getting ready to kill Kiri. But at the same time, he's like, I just want to kind of see this. This is cool. You just like death, you know? Yeah. Oh my god. Slowly ascending those steps. And we finally get up to that fucking top step. And he had a very awkward sword fight with the Acolyte and Dar. Well, well Mayax just tosses fucking... Uh, he's just, like, done with Kiri. He doesn't stab her once, doesn't do anything uh, to her. He just goes over to Zed and holds him hostage. Right. The witch is pulling a, a chain and just cowering behind something. Yep, witch is hiding in the corner. One last guy to fight, and... I, I Dahl really liked Dahl. I did it again. Dahl really liked showing off his legs. So he always did this one movie where he like kick, but he would like flex so hard when he would kick, and then he would hold it out there, and then he would just like have the he, he couldn't do the splits, but if he could, he would have done the splits right here. And so we got we got all the guards dead now. We got just a witch cowering in a corner, Kiri on the sacrificial table. Zed being held at knife point by Mayax. Right. And Mayax just he ruins any kind of edge he has by killing Zed. He's Immediately. Just like, he's just like, hey, this is your dad. <laughs> Slip. Or no, this is, hey, he's like, he tells Zed, this is your unborn son, the Beastmaster you threw out of your fucking village. <laughs> That's your son. And he's like, idiot. And he's like, good, because he's a freak. I hate freeze. And he doesn't even know what a good battle plan is. <laughs> he made fun of my battle plan. And then Dar's like, can, can you kill him or I'll do it? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I, I like killing, so I'll do it. So he stabs Zed uh, and loses any kind of advantage he has. I don't know what's going on with that. Yep. And we get the quick fight with Max, but Max is an elderly man. He's a super elderly man. He fucking gets taken out immediately. Stabbed in the gut with a dagger. Yep, by his own dagger, of course, <laughs> because they did the whole thing where, like, Dar tripped, and Max was coming down on the knife, but come on, Dahl's like a 25-year-old <laughs> fucking muscle head. So he just turns the knife around and stabs him, throws him back in the corner, gets Kiri. He just, goes for the witch. Oh, yeah, he goes for the witch. Because the witch is like, here, stab me in the back. Because you notice the witches, they wait for people to stab him. Yeah. He's about to stab her in the back. You th we think he kills her. No, she turns into a dove. dove yeah. Very John Woo. Yeah, Doves say, go flying in everywhere. John Woo, John Woo and she just takes off. Yep. So then he walks over. Uh, you know, he... 
Man, he's got that boner sticking right out, so he just kind of pokes Kiri with it. Are you kidding me? Did he up. forbid Frankensteiner? He forbid Frankenstein. Uh, no. He forbid Frank Three people listening will get that oh, reference. Oh, man. And then, yeah, and then Max is, well, it's coming. He's, he's, he's selling, but he's waiting yep. for his comeback. So he rips out that little dagger. Yep. Just as he's about to fucking kill Dar. Fucking uh, true hero of the movie. Kane sees those fucking rat tails dangling from his head. He, mm. he thinks it's a fucking another ferret. So he just leaps and grabs into shredding of the rat tails. Dude, the close up they do of Kane thrashing Max's throat. Beautiful. And then <laughs> Max just stumbles into the fire pit. Pulls Kane down with him. Just, and then the big magical explosion. And you were given uh, Darship. He, he's. He's troubled by this. this he is, tries to grab it. Fucking this is true. Chain. This is true. Something about losing Toto taught him, like, I can't lose another compadre, you know, another animal companion. Well, Shane he'd be fine with. But he's yeah. like, no, Kane! And then Shane's like, well, I'm here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's still hiding in the satchel. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, don't worry, Dar. Nothing got stolen from your satchel. I, I protected it. So we have a victory, but as we know, it's kind of a hollow victory. We lost we lost Kane in the fight, and we lost Zed, and well, the John Army's coming. Well, because the, the witch went to warn the, the John oh, Army. Oh, the, the, okay, yeah. the dove, yeah. So we see the horrible uh, special effects of the dust cloud coming. So we're like, oh, we've seen this before. The John Army's coming. Prepare the tarmote. Yep. So the plan is... They're going to cover it. They have a moat. We, we should have probably mentioned this earlier. It's a moat of like molten yeah, well, tar. I don't know how we forgot this, but yeah. And they're going to cover a little layer, thin layer of dust. And they pull the bridge back a little so it like, makes it look like the moat's further in. Oh, okay. And they're like, there we got it, man. They're going to fall in the moat. You ain't this gonna... is, maybe this is Seth's trick. Maybe Seth set up oh, that Seth trap Thor's earlier. Oh, Seth came up with this. Yeah. yeah. But Seth is a master tactician, which is funny that Zed was leading them because Zed is an idiot. So we get it all set up. Systematic racism, dude. Yep. Oh, my God. That's what it is. So we get everything set up, and they're just waiting for the night to fall. Well, Dar, he's chilling on the ziggurat, and he's looking at that necklace. He's like, Boz, can you help me out here? So he throws the necklace in the air, and then Boz grabs it. He's like, I got you, brother. Takes off. Screaming eagle, chugs a can of beer, and fucking puts on his sunglasses. Puts on his trucker cap. (laughs) Turns it backwards. I'm going to go over the top of these mountains, dog. You'll see me in a day. So night falls. Right. All right. And And this is is, is a beautiful, beautiful scene. Yes, beautiful scene. The lighting is amazing. Huge army all on horseback. We get Humongous up there with his big fucking silhouetted uh, in the moonlight uh, fucking helmet. It's beautiful. Great. Great shot. They all are wearing Humongous masks. Yeah, there was a lot of He's got the cool Batwing one. He's got the Batwing one, yeah. And so they storm in, and uh, it's of course everyone everyone knows they're all giggling on the fucking castle side of things. They're like, "Oh, they're gonna fall into our trap!" Sure enough, all these horses start. Well, first, no, in. they stop right before. Oh, it. did they? I missed it. And then it. they're like, "Oh shit!" And then they just decide to just, they just fucking go. <laughs> a couple of the ones in the back pushed them, and then it was a domino effect. And I just saw. I, I, just, I didn't even see how it happened, but I just know a crossbow ends up in our king. 
what happens is they fall in, and, and so it's it's like a flammable material. It's tar. Yeah, and it's hard. It's like our quicksand from earlier. It's hard so, to get out of and everything. Uh, it's, but they're getting through it. They're they're, kind of, they're, they're slowly like getting through it. And yeah. so a guy, it's a rando guy, is like grabs a torch and he's gonna light the fucking moat on fire. He runs out. Mealy gets killed. Okay. So then Tal's like, I'll do it. I'm as great. I'm as brave as Seth. And he runs out, immediately gets shot. Okay. I, yeah. Akira, and Kiri goes out to, like, help him. Of they course. immediately shut the gate. Yes. That's Leave right. her out there. So, so now it's just, like, our four heroes outside of town trying to I fight think, around I the I think moat. at this point, Dar and Seth are still in, but they, like, climb down a rope down the side of the wall. Okay. Because they're the only brave people. Nobody in the village ever helps these guys no. at all. No. They you think are. you could have some bone arrows at the top of this the the wall? Exactly, something. Nothing. Something. They do nothing. It's four against five hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so this is a pretty cool scene. So Kiri, she grabs the torch, lights a guy on fire, and then uh, fucking Dar comes out, super kicks the fucking dude into the pit, and then the pit just fucking explodes. Oh my god, this was amazing, and oh, all hell's breaking loose here. And you just see guys flailing on fire and Plenty shit. Plenty of guys on fire, walking around, they're just fu- and we're slowly getting, like, guys still trickling, but some of them are on fire and just collapse immediately. A couple of them, you know, from being in the quick, the, I don't even know, they're just not on fire, so... They're start. They're slowly fighting. We got like Dahl and Seth. I said Dahl again. We got them all. <laughs> Tall fighting is back. just out. He's fucked up. Yeah, got, Tall, well, he, Tall he got is shot in the yeah. shoulder, so we know he's going to live. But yeah. he's fucked up. And so they're 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 all fighting and everything slowly, but they do eventually get surrounded. But, but, Lord Among Us is ready. He's like, you know what? Bring out your. Br- give me your best. Because we're, we're going to fucking go well, one get, on Yeah, one. you get this great scene where he leaps over the fucking fire on his horse, lands on the bridge, and then he pulls out that mace he has with mm-hmm. the fucking, like, axe head prongs on it. And he's like, let's do this, motherfucker. And so it wasn't that great of a fight scene. It was I'll pretty boring. Like, yeah, because he swings at Dar. Like, Dar falls down, like, at the, on the uh, side of the the bridge. bridge and he swings at him and his fucking mace gets lodged into the side of the bridge the only cool part i liked was um dar to get him off his horse drop kicked him he hopped up on the ledge of the bridge and drop kicked him and then yeah the the fight just continues dar's unarmed uh fucking humongous still has his crazy mace and he gets it stuck in the bridge and he's trying he's trying so hard to get it out that dar is just kicking him in the fucking ribs and he's like stop stop i'm trying to get my mace out dog just wait a minute i don't want you to remember where it goes from there well, what just, happens ugh. is uh he gets dar i think drop kicks him again on top of the mace yes and it sticks in him yeah right and he's pinned but and before that, he, like, does a little thing, like, with the the uh, mace where it has, like, a rope on it. He starts swinging it around and shit. And it's very complicated. Very complicated. Looks cool. Doesn't, you know, doesn't do much, but it looks cool. Right. Uh, like you said, he gets pinned onto the, his back. is pinned onto his, his own mace. But he gets up off it. I think it's still in his back. I don't remember. Yeah, I believe it was. And now I believe they're fighting on the bridge again. They are. Humongous has the fire to his back. Right. And, again, this kind of looked like a John Woo scene, too, because Dar doesn't have a sword or anything. Just runs at him and kicks him. Right into the fire, and he just gets engulfed in flames. But still, it's not enough. He still has his, his, his uh, Juns, and they're surrounding our heroes. 
people on in the village doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Exactly. They could just pick them off with bow and arrows. No. We're just going to watch. Throw rocks. Maybe, like, throw pottery at them. Anything. No. Nothing. So all is lost. It's our heroes. They're surrounded. They're not, it's over. Yeah. Seth is just like, hey, man, that's pretty cool what you did there. But it was good and fighting then, with you. No big deal. Fucking we hear off in the distance the bombs. <laughs> that means that means the bat people shown up oh shit and this was a total i didn't see him give the medallion the eagle medallion mm. so i had no idea this was coming i was like what the fuck's happening now when this when they fucking show up oh my god it's beautiful oh. they just disintegrate everybody just melt them up yeah there was Kill one bat person for each fucking john it was amazing how that worked out right and like the the our heroes are like slowly backing away towards because they don't. I mean, Dar knows, but none of these other people know what the fuck's going on. So they're all scared, and they turn around and like the leader of the bad people. He gives them the fucking nod, like, "Yeah, we're even. We're even now." And then he just kind. Then we get like a POV shot of the bad guy. He just like floats up to the sky and like looks. At, I don't know. It's weird. And then they they get get back into the city, and it's just all's good. We've won. The good guys have won. Yep. We got to get Tall back inside. They pull the arrow. Of course, he's gonna be fine. And uh, we go over to the next morning. Uh, Dar Dar's getting ready to leave, and Seth we, is... we learned the arrow went right through. Yeah, so Tall's no gonna survive. Deal. He's yeah. gonna he's the newborn king. Yep. And as as Dar's as... trying to leave the next morning, Seth stops him. And well, he's... before that, we get a scene where Tall goes, Beastmaster. I thought he says this is Beastmaster, and then Seth is like, "Come on, you gotta stick around." It's like fucking Han Solo at the end. Like, "Come on, you gotta stick around." Like, no, I have cooler things to do i just had sex with kiri not so good <laughs> and i want to explore my sexuality i gotta get out there i know and, oh by the way none of these people lifted a finger to help us by the way fuck these people uh for real and they go they're gonna give the bro fucking handshake and as they do that seth notices that scar oh yeah and it's like don't you get it look look he's like gets a fucking draw lines like your scar that cigarette over there, get it? You're the fucking king. Yeah, you're the true king. You're the unborn. Even I though mean, the king is supposed to live in a tent. I don't know. The yeah. king doesn't live in there. And Mayax told everybody when he said, this This is your son. This is really your son. They connected to the dots for him already. Yeah, you just fucked your cousin. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. You fucked your cousin. And he's like, I got to leave. <laughs> Even he's creeped out by that. He's yep. like, I got to go. I ain't fucking anybody, la, la, la. He's just walking out. He's just walking out of the city, la, 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 with his hands over his ears. He gets up to a nice, like, cliffside and everything, and he looks into his set. He looks down at Rue, and he looks over at the Boz. Who's well, he's, fucking he's just, just looking off. And I think he's seeing what Boz is seeing, the majesty, the heavenly glory. Yeah, yeah. He's not losing it for his finger. And then up lurks up his Kiri. Fucked her once. She's looking in love with him now. He's like, I'm ready to move on. Yeah, and he's ready to move like, on. She's like, we're getting married. And <laughs> he's just like, oh, my God. And and then we look down and we see the satchel opens up. Turns out Shane. Two more heads pop Shane up. Shane is Shana. Yep. And two little baby ferrets pop out. And all this good. Like, Kane's legacy will live on. I don't know if Dar's legacy is going to live on because he seems like he's going to be miserable. Well, yeah. It's, that's, yeah, it's called being married. So now he's he's going to be hitched to his cousin, and he's got Shane's It's legal screen. in Acre. 
Oh, you can okay. marry your cousin, your first cousin. Well, again, this is in the Yorgor universe, so it's right. probably it's fair all game. bets are off. And again, it, this is like a Roman society, so men, women, village, all fucking each other, shitting everywhere. You know, it's that kind of thing. Shit, shitting everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> vomitoriums. It's yep. all good. Yeah, Caligula. Whoa, Griff. The 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 December to remember rolls on. We're gonna we we. We started with a sci-fi movie. We moved to fantasy. We're going back to sci-fi because this is our big Christmas episode. Oh, okay. Everyone's going to be listening because they can't be with their family. We're their surrogate family for we'll Christmas. We'll be your surrogate family. And so since we're going to do that for you, we got to give you a big one. we got to get a big star. My guy is a kid, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're doing Total Recall. Oh, yeah. we got... The greatest fucking bad guy, Michael Ironside. Love him. We got. I I watched uh, a trailer of this. Sharon Stone at her hottest. She is fucking hot as shit in this movie. And we got a chick with three tits. Don't you remember that? I do. So, Christmas holiday weekend. We know what you'll be doing. You're gonna be listening to us talking about Total Recall. Sitting by the fire, roasting chestnuts or whatever the song sure. says. Walnuts, listening whatever. The, some nuts. Listening to the sweet tones of. Merman Productions, Golden Globus Theater. So we'll see you next for Christmas, and have a holly jolly, keep it warm.